Mazda presents The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wilde. It happened. What happened? It actually happened. What happened? News broke just minutes before. Can you stop moving that? I'm Everybody sorry. can hear that. Okay. That's the mic stand. News broke just <laughs> minutes before the show started, which means things are better. Yay! Yay! Wow, what a great way to come back from uh, our little hiatus. I know, right? I think I think 2017's looking good. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the 2017 NHL All-Star roster. Oh, wow. That's not the news I expected to hear. Okay, no. well, we'll get into the news that you thought you might hear in a bit. Okay. But first, let's talk about the NHL All-Star roster, shall I wanna we? I want to hear it. I want to hear it. All right, I'm going to save the Leafs division for the last. Okay. The Metropolitan... Not the Atlantic. The Leafs division. Well, <laughs> I love it. No, been... that's, that's what they should be called. Uh, absolutely. Because it will be the Leafs division for at least the next decade. Ooh. Anyway. Uh, Metropolitan, Metropolitan Division All-Star team. Forwards. Sidney Crosby. Alexander Ovechkin. Gross. Which is Okay, that's, that, we can just stop right there. Wow, wait, they're going to make Sidney Crosby go to the All-Star game? Yes. Oh, he's only been once. One? We will see. Yeah. Sidney <laughs> wow, yeah. Crosby asterisk. He's been one time. Uh, <laughs> uh, childhood friend of mine, Wayne Simmons, and that's really a stretch. We grew up together. We played road hockey together. I wouldn't call him childhood friend. I'm glad he very made friendly. it. Very, very glad. He deserves it. Jeff Skinner of the Carolina Hurricanes. Wow. Okay, I haven't been paying attention to his season. Good He's year. had a very Is good year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and it's it's nice because I remember talking about it on the show like the concussion issues he was dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and good. everyone wrote him off. It's like no, maybe he's just you know not quite crisp. Yes, 14 goals, fifteen assists, twenty nine points. That's pretty good. It's no Austin Matthews, but I mean he's pretty good. <laughs> Kevin Hayes of the New York Rangers. Very good. John Deveris of the New York. We're not sure. Yeah, he, the New York Islanders, the the, Brooklyn, the orange I, and blue team from, from the Rangers, Brooklyn, area. Rhode Island. Well, I'm just glad he gets to play with good players. <laughs> you know, I, I, I got to say, PA Parento would sure have looked good on his wing. Oh what do you my think? god! Like he's having himself a year too. Of course he is. He had a, he had himself a year last year on the NHL's worst team. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, on defense, Ryan McDonough, New York Rangers. Good. Zach Rowinski, well-deserved. Columbus Absolutely. Blue Jacket, first rookie that we've named so far. Uh-huh. And Chris Letang of the Pittsburgh Penguins. The goaltenders being Bobrovsky and Schneider, Columbus and New Jersey, respectively. Oh, what a great vacation that's going to be for Schneider. <laughs> oh, what a nightmare. Yeah, really, no kidding. All right, I'm going to skip the Atlantic. We're going to go right to the Central. The, the what? The Leafs division. Oh, okay. Yes, so, the Toronto so now Leafs we're doing division. Central. That's right. Okay. Uh, at forward. Matt, uh, Mark Shifley, Winnipeg Jets. Patrick Kane, Chicago Blackhawks. Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, St. Louis Blues. Patrick Line, asterisk beside that too, because yeah. hopefully he's back. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Tyler Sagan, Dallas Stars, and Nathan McKinnon of the Colorado Tire Fires. <laughs> uh, on defense, Ryan Suter. Oh, yeah, him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's still one of the best defensemen in the league. Still good. Minnesota Wild. Uh, Duncan Keith of the Chicago Blackhawks. And PK Subban, Natural Predators. There's another asterisk, yeah. though. Yeah, seriously. I, I, I well, speaking of which, remind me that I have to bring up the the Lightning Nashville game that I was at last week. Oh yes, because you were in Florida. Again. I was in Florida again, <laughs> and I got to tell and you, you, man, missed the World Junior Finals for that. I did. It was a brutal game. I regret uh, that. I regret that. Had it been a good game, I wouldn't have felt so bad. If Canada yeah. had won that game, we would. Be talking about it as one of the best World Junior Finals ever, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. 
And the shootout. Because they lost. BS. And the shootout stinks. Uh, so. Goaltenders, Devin Dubnik. Dubnik! Dubnik. You're right. Uh, is it Dubnik? No, it's Dubnik. Oh, it's okay. Well, <laughs> Devin Dubnik, Minnesota Wild, and Pecorine, Nashville Predators. Sure. Who is actually having himself a year. Come on, he's better this year. Hey, you know what? He's better, and I was thinking of the other goalies in the Central, and it's a bit well, of a rough pass. have? Well, Dallas, just no. 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 Uh, Winnipeg improved, but no. Yeah, it's not um, going to be Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. Sorry, Connor Hellebuck, but is Corey Crawford? He's he's not in there. No, he's not. Okay, Interestingly, that's a confusing. But I guess you know you already got two Blackhawks in there. You can't have nine Blackhawks every. You could year. literally make them. I mean, every just make it the the top like five or six paid Penguins against the top five or six paid Blackhawks. <laughs> that's an all star year, game. and that's the all star game and the Stanley Cup <laughs> final. Really, yeah, um, yeah. Pacific. All-star team. Connor McDavid, Edmonton Oilers, Joe Pavelski, San Jose Sharks, Jeff Carter, LA Kings, uh, Ryan Getzlaff, Anaheim Ducks, Bo Horvat, Vancouver Canucks. That's a good choice. He's having a pretty good year. Can anyone guess the Calgary Flames pick? I would assume Goudreau. Uh, for a leak. Because you looked at it. I am not what? looking at it. Because I was picked him up in fantasy. Michael Frolik. Because having a good year. <laughs> Michael Frolik is the is guy. Is he leading scorer? Yeah. Oh, all yeah. right. Nice, Jesse. Good for him. <laughs> I know. That's why I was like, Whoa. I mean, on one hand, yeah, you, you want to award the best players. On the other hand, yeah, you know who I want to use to sell the game of hockey? Michael, Michael Froelich. <laughs> yeah. You know, if there's anything that's going to get me to buy a ticket to the All-Star game, it's Michael Froelich. I No, I want to see Johnny Gaudreau do something stupid. Yeah. Like, do something. He scored one of the best goals I've ever seen last week mm-hmm. against Calvin Pickard, who I called Chet Pickard. Who I think is his Chet. brother. Chet's a better name. It is. It's right up there with Tad and Chad. If, if he if he falls out as a goalie, he can be a country music star. He sure can. Uh, defenseman. Uh, we've got, and this is, again, from the Pacific Division. Brent Burns of the San Jose Sharks. Drew Doughty of the LA Kings. Oliver ekman Larson, who deserves a Norris. But Doughty keeps, <laughs> Doughty keeps stealing it. Although he's sold only one time. Really, Oliver ekman Larson yeah, to me, is is one the, of the best defensemen that no one talks about. The same argument as Doughty, except Larson doesn't give you know interviews as much. Hmm. There it is. <laughs> what? <laughs> why is that even wrong to say? He doesn't play in L.A. And he doesn't well, play Well, that's why he doesn't, give, uh, he doesn't give interviews as much, is because no one's there. No one can find the arena. <laughs> oh! <laughs> no, you, it's okay. you just take no, the 405 are, down to the one. <laughs> No, Arizona is not the Californians. <laughs> oh, no, I thought we were talking about the Kings. No, no, no one can find the stadium in Arizona. They get there, and there's a hockey team, and it's like, what are you doing there? <laughs> oh, poor Oliver ekman Larson. I think that's the, the, there's a reason that Arizona should trade him to the Leafs, so he can win a Norris. Oh, okay. Do goodbye, Oliver ekman Larson. And now this is going to be an interesting thing, because when the Leafs are undeniably good, now. I don't think people are going to. No, line people are up. still questioning it now. Well, how dare they? Eventually, they'll they'll just be like, "Yeah, they're good, but they won't win well, because." Hmm. If you don't make like, the playoffs, are you good? Yeah, we're going to make the playoffs. So now we matter. need to redefine good. What's the difference between good and okay here? I don't think it's a thing. <laughs> like, what's the difference between good? No, and you got to make the playoffs to be good. But the question: if they're going to make the playoffs, isn't a question. You, so you think? Yeah, it's, it's, for it's, sure. it's, it's, it's looking playoffs. good. We're it's, making the playoffs anyway. The point I was trying to make is when they are winning divisions, there we go, when they are winning divisions, I still don't think writers, like the Pro Hockey Writers Association, is going to be lining up to hand the Leafs awards. No way. 
Not even local Toronto writers will light up to do that. In fact, <laughs> no. they'll, do, they'll go out of their way not to. Um, Brent Burns, Drew Doughty, Oliver Ekman Larson, I did that. Goaltenders, Cam Talbot, Edmonton Oilers. That's a good pick. I think so too. Martin Jones, San Jose Sharks. That's a good pick. I almost I, I almost corrected you and said, no, that's LA Kings, Adam. Uh, There's one king on the entire roster, right? And that is Drew Doughty. And uh, it's in LA. Oh, is it not? Now there are. Are there not picks? Yeah, there will be ballots. There will be ballots. Oh, um, so this isn't the full. This isn't thing. the full because we still. I believe we still have to finish the voting. Do we not? I don't know. Um, let me check that. I don't really know because quite honestly, there hasn't been really been a big. Yeah, fans can have their say as well with the NHL All Star Fan Vote. Mm. Uh, fans can, in brackets or in quotes, have their say. Yeah. As long as we have ours first. <laughs> yeah, except for you screwed it up last year, you bunch of jerks, whatever. No, 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 you did right by the All-Star game last year. Worth it, worth it. Um, shall we talk about the Leafs division? Absolutely. Matthews. Can, yeah, can I have a guess? It's, it won't be Austin Matthews. You don't think so, eh? My no. guess is Matthews. Why not? Because uh, Lou Lamorello will not let rookies do things. So I I've think, heard that he doesn't want him to go. I, heard that. I know. Yeah. Is that I true? Know. I th- you know what? I don't think he liked letting rookies do anything. And I think he was opposed to the World Juniors, uh, like sending people to the World Juniors. And last year, I think someone convinced him, oh, let, let William Nylander go. First or second game, Nylander gets a concussion. And like supposedly Lou flew over to Europe, and I think that was him just going, nope. Going home now. Never again. Everyone wrecked it. Or you just wrecked it for everybody. Of course that would happen the one time you get Lou Lamorello to move on something, right? Of course. Yeah. And now the the one time you got him to budge? No. That is that is cemented, bolted, welded shut. Who's our second leading scorer? Behind Matthews? Yeah. Uh, is it Marner? Marner, isn't it? Or is it JVR? I don't know. Because I was going to say it's it'll either be Kadri or JVR. Okay. Possibly Morgan Ryan. How many people from the Leafs do you think... Make the All Star team. I think we get two. You think we get two? Because most teams like get... LA's only got one. Think about it like I'm that. I'm going to say one. Do we have two goalies? I'm not going to say anything. <gasps> oh. I don't remember. I don't remember if he said two goalies. Oh no, two goalies in each division. Yeah, there are two goalies in each division. Okay. I hope I they don't send Freddie because God, get, he needs he needs some time off. We get Freddie and Matthews. That's my bet. No, I won't. Freddie and Matthews. Matthews. Okay, I'm going to say Freddie JVR. Now, are you taking two? Because you, I am. Jesse's confidently going with two. JVR, and that's it. Final answer. Well, if you guys were together, you'd be mostly correct. Okay. Now, I'm going to go through the names. On forward. Here, say, the, say the Leafs last. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we got Nikita Kucherov, Tampa Bay Lightning. Makes sense. Nice. Uh, Only healthy. Jonathan Marshmallow. Marshmallow? Marshmallow. Yeah. Hey. Good for him. That's a good pick. Uh, Shea Weber. Eric Carlson, so Shea Weber, Montreal, mm-hmm. Eric Carlson, Senators, Rasmus, Rasmus Ristolainen, Buffalo Sabres, because they got to put someone so from Weber that team in there. <laughs> there. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Weber and PK are going to be there. Weber and PK on opposite <laughs> sides. That's, that'll be fun. I uh, hope PK's healthy because they should do something funny together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Marchand. Deserved. Boston Bruins. Yeah. Gus Nyquist from Detroit. Deserved. Huh. Although, I would have gone with Anthony Mantha, but I, you know. He's played like I think less than 20 games. Yeah, maybe 20 games. you're right. And then Carey Price, of course. Of course. And two- okay, there's one goalie. Yeah. We got oh, one. We got, we got Freddie. Tuka Rask. Oh. Hey! Oh, you know what? Damn it. Freddie definitely deserves to be in there, but... Uh, the way he started the season, I can see why. 
Yeah, Why rough not? start, and for the love of God, he's going to start like him, 70 games. Yeah, because we can't find a backup, so... <laughs> Give him a rest. Um, so here's here's what's interesting. We have two Toronto Maple Leafs on the roster. So it's JVR Matthews. That is correct. Oh, wow! <laughs> it's I coming mean, up T-Dot! <laughs> you know what? You had line A on one of the teams. Mm-hmm. Matthews, 21 goals, leading scorer of the Leafs. Better player. Better player. <laughs> you gotta have him in there. You gotta have him in. You gotta have him in there. But hey, how nice is it? This breaking news stuff is fun. Yeah. That is fun. I that th- was fun. We. Yeah. I hope that they break more news in the morning because we <laughs> I, record this at noon. I thought you were going to say um, that the Leafs had claimed a backup goalie. Is that... Is that news? Bacalaney? I think, yeah, I think the Leafs are going to claim Curtis Backup Laney. Uh, who is <laughs> Curtis McElaney of the, formerly of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, he, he was just put on waivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, has that news not come through yet? No, nothing. What, you didn't hmm. think they'd go for Jonas Backgustafson? Ah, there it is. Toronto claims Curtis McElaney on waivers from Columbus. Well done. There's the news. So, I mean, the writing seemed to be on the wall. Curtis Backelaney. Curtis Backelaney. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Winnipeg's got line A. And we, we got, got back of line A. Backelaney. Oh, Adam. No. <laughs> oh, Adam. So now this is interesting, okay? So yesterday the Marlies mm-hmm. released Jeff Glass from his either amateur tryout or pro tryout. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Mr. Glass. Mr. Glass. Uh, Kerry Ramo has played like three games. I don't know if he Eight, got hurt again. shave percentage. Yeah, not good. I would, um, if I were him, I'd go to like Sweden or Finland for a year and then get better. Ramo? Well, probably Finland. Like, from. Yeah, yeah. Like just go home, get comfortable. Get back to your form and then come back next year. Oh, he might be toast. He might be toast. We'll see. Um, so I think it's down to, if we're counting Ramo out, Sparks, Bebo, and now Enroth's there. I don't know. Do they got to put Enroth Can they back send on Roth him to the ECHL? Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. What, what are they going to do? I don't know. Can you rotate three goalies, or do you just let Enroth sit because you need Sparks and Bebo to, to get this the This is starts? interesting. Now. How do the Leafs have a roster spot to do this? Who's hurt? Hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's the news that hasn't broken yet. Well, and in other news, supposedly Brooks Like um, has been battling a mystery injury on the Marlies. Since December the 16th? Something like that, and he's working on coming back. Well, I, I hope he is. What's interesting about that particular instance is that it seemed like, from what I read, and I could be wrong here, when Brooks Like was quoted on this one, or when he was asked, it seemed like he was confused about it. Huh. Maybe maybe it was that the Marley's messaging was confused, but yeah, what I read was it was interesting. I don't know. I feel horrible for him. According to Cap Friendly, we have 23 of 23 with McElhaney. Hmm. And then 48 of 50. Anyone on IR? Anyone new? Oh, does Corrado um, being in the AHL on a conditioning stint have anything to do with it? That might be it then. But no, he's on the uh, conditioning status, but he's still on the roster. Very confusing. Yeah, I don't this know how that works. Hey, let Brandon Pridham do all that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't care. You take it. That, it'd be great if Curtis McElhaney works out. Here's here's my question. Okay, if Curtis McElhaney, and, and it's understandable, Columbus is. Can I think you look the, up his stats, please. Pretty sure. Yep. Pretty sure Columbus is the number one team in the National Hockey League. Uh, yeah. If he can't be the backup for them, it doesn't mean he can't be the backup for us. My question, though, is. What if it doesn't work? What then? Then it doesn't. I mean, they're they're trying 
I think, so it's early January, right? Mm -hmm. Creeping into mid-January. It's the perfect time to grab a guy off waivers, evaluate him. If he works, wonderful. If he doesn't work, then maybe you got to do something at the deadline. Because the Leafs can't, they just can't ride Freddie like this. No. They can't. And Curtis McElhinney, low risk because at the end of the season, his contract's up. Yes. Well, and I, I didn't understand, um, I don't understand the desperate need for a backup because while my faith in Bebo is definitely shaky, he's played two games, looked great in both. I thought he was fine, yeah. Looked great in both. Like, if I'm Bebo, I'm going, why don't I, where's, why don't I get an extended shot? Is I did it, fine. Now, is it is it because he looked great that they thought better that he gets his starts? Mm. Oh, maybe. So maybe we don't want to derail this momentum. We know this guy's because Bebo has been a hot and cold goaltender, right? Mm-hmm. He's been scorching hot and then really like ice cold bad. Maybe they just want him to. They probably want him to find his center where he's just good all the time. Maybe they've finally made a choice between him and Sparks. Mm-hmm. Columbus has a hole in net. In the AHL now, maybe they send him sparks. I don't know. Well, no, Columbus. The reason that the reason I read, at least from a Columbus source, that that they did this was because they have two great goaltenders in the AHL that they want to give. Looks yeah, Jonas Corposalo. Yeah, um, who was their backup last year? But I, I guess McElhaney must have got hurt or something. Yeah, but he was good. He was good last year. So they want to give him another shot, which I think is cool. I think he beat the Leafs. Actually, <laughs> his numbers were well. I mean, no, I mean well, <laughs> we're not uh, we're not setting the uh, the jump bar very high there. Yeah, yeah. He had an eight ninety last year with two seven and three. Oh, never mind. Well, I guess his AHL numbers might be. Yeah, I seem yeah, to remember him better. being better than that, but whatever. Um, and then this year in the NHL, in seven appearances, he's got a nine twenty four save percentage. There you go. Much well, better. There you and go. That's, that's Mac or Corpusella. Uh, McElhaney. That was McElhaney. Oh, that's McElhaney. Yeah, that's oh, pretty well, good. 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 Hooray! Seven games for a goaltender is. You know, seven games, nine twenty four save percentage, pretty good, pretty darn good. It's all right. I mean, it's better it's than just, what we it's, had. It's just so hard to judge based on that. Yeah, Enroth. I feel so bad for Enroth, man. He deserved the shot he got, uh, and he just blew it. He blew it. Sad. I don't know. He did. Seem I, I wish I could like, expand on that. <laughs> he did seem kind of like the perfect fit. Whenever and whenever I hear people mentioning why he didn't work, or no reporter will actually come out and say it's because he's five nine. But what they will say is Babcock tends to favor big goalies, which. Basically means it's because he's 5'9 and played. What did he play? Three games? Four games? Uh, yeah, he he barely played. But, I mean, if you only get into four games, you got to be good in those four games. And he wasn't good in... I think he might have played one really good game against Minnesota, and they lost. And that was his first one. And then after that, it was garbage. Letting three goals against the Flames, I think that's when they were like, all right, we're done here. He was also in net for the uh, 3 nothing collapse against New Jersey. Has, and this is something that I think is is hit me more this year than it ever has before. Because I'm used to the Leafs being the team that, well, we got a bunch of old guys. We got this young guy, Lonnie Bohannis, who comes up and scores every freaking game that he plays. But we got a bunch of guys on pro deals, so there's really no room on this team for him. And they did this with Nathan Dempsey. They mm-hmm. did this with, you know, Strawman. They did, like, did a whole bunch of people that they were like, oh, we got NHLers, so we you, if you come to camp, you're never going to make it. Steve Sullivan, you did a great job. Waivers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the 20 goals and 40 points. See you later. Yeah. Um, I think now... The NHL, and maybe it's just the Leafs, but I feel like the NHL is far more competitive and cutthroat than ever. Oh, yeah. And, like, I mean, if we're lucky, it'll stay that way, right? Like, it, 
I feel bad for these people individually as human beings, but like it means the league is you know more competitive than ever. So it's gonna get to the point. Well, like it's almost an artificial way of keeping salaries down in a way. Some people might laugh at that, but it's true. Like if it, if you are a fringe NHLer and you make one and a half million dollars, and there's another guy who is about as good as you. Um, and he makes seven hundred and fifty grand. Who do you think teams are going to take? They're going to take the guy making like half of what you are. It's competitive, man. It's good. What's McElhaney making? Eight hundred grand. Hmm. So a hair more than Enroth. Who's making? And that's variable. You can send that down yeah. if you want to. It's all very interesting. It's you know what? It's encouraging though because. In a way, it's a, I mean, it's a soft buy, but it's a buy. Sure. Absolutely. The Leafs, well, I think, are thinking playoffs. Man. Well, it is funny Funny that you mentioned that because the first, uh, the I believe it was the, it, there was a newspaper here in town and it was, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say which one, but it's the trashy the one. The eye opener. The trashy the one. dangle time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the one that isn't. That, that tends to employ those sports guys who don't really report on anything. They just go, here's my opinion, blah, 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 blah. Okay. The, the front that page was, down very go well. Leafs, no, question mark. Go Leafs, no? And so the... <laughs> so like, the, they're asking the question, Go like, Leafs, no? As in, why not? As in, there, it's a hopeful title. But oh, the point, the point oh, of it, the byline on it was, oh. the Leafs should look at making. You know, they've clear, they're clearly jumped ahead. They should look at adding a player now. Interesting. No, no, they shouldn't. No, no they shouldn't. Not. But of course, that that paper and that uh, audience, because that's what that paper does. It caters to an audience, of course. Yeah, that audience would be totally down for that. Like, add a player. What kind of what player? What player? How are you? Have you looked at? There are forty-eight contracts on this team. We can have a maximum of fifty. Whoa! What player? How are you going to? Nobody can make a trade. But they're like, nope, player. Otherwise, we're not serious, eh, bud? So again, I'm trying not to sound pompous when I say this, but again, if you listen to the show, you're one of the top one percent of hockey fans. You know your stuff, and I'm not saying that because like. We're the best show. No, I'm saying that because I'm regularly corrected. Well, there's that. But also, and if, that's good. if you're enough of a hockey fan that you seek out a hockey podcast, you're, you're hardcore. Higher. Yeah. The hard, hardest core of the hardcore. You ever you ever just like sit down with like, you know, like an uncle or something at like Christmas dinner and they're like, you know what I think should happen? But th- it's not that they're wrong or that they, their opinion's bad. It's that... A lot of hockey fans just don't know how the rules work. Yeah. There are a lot of rules. It takes a lot of effort to know how the rules Dude, work. Yeah. We don't know how the rules yeah. work. No. We're regular. <laughs> you know how bummed I was? Like, I was happy for my friend that he got hired. But Tom getting hired by the Las Vegas NHL uh, team was a huge blow to this show. Because <laughs> I couldn't text them and harass them at all hours. It sucked. But, you know, oh, they should add this guy. They should add that guy. They should trade this guy for that guy. Yeah, but one of them makes $6 million and the other guy is like a rookie. Yeah, well. I think oh, I'm that, sure they can figure that out. Just throw some bum in the deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just some bum who makes $5 million. Got to strike while the iron's hot. Babcock. <laughs> like, and, and they're not wrong and they're not dumb. It's yeah. just they don't, they, don't, they don't know how it works. They don't know how hard it is and this to is make problem, a trade now. This is the problem the NHL faces. How, how do you expect fans to understand this? 
and and also, how do you expect fans trade? I don't care what anyone says. Trades are exciting and interesting. People adore Absolutely. them. So you're killing your trades. Uh, someone tweeted this today. Who was it? Uh, Platinum Seat Ghosts. Great follow, by the way. Absolutely. And I don't know. This idea might have been pitched before, but whatever. Should the trade deadline be like the draft? Everyone in one place, in one room, televised. Yes. No, you can't do it. You can't tell people not to trade. Because you'll have, you'll have to delay all trades up until that day. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Because no. to make it compelling, you need everybody to do their trades oh. there. You can't tell people, okay, you can't trade on the weekend before because on Monday we have this big TV special. No, you, you can't, can't do, that. do that. However, it would be hilarious Jesse's to see, to have a camera on Lula Morello all day. Yeah. I just like it for that. That's yeah. a, To me, that's entertainment. Because at least then I get Here to see the interaction. guys, one sec. <laughs> he just, just spray paints the camera. Black, yeah. <laughs> Whenever he needs to. <laughs> we can still hear everything he's saying. He doesn't know. Yeah, he just shoots teams a glare and they make a trade. <laughs> like, he doesn't even talk to them. It's like, oh, Lou, who's looking at us? All right, fine. Whatever he wants. Lou just looks into the camera. Jacob Truba's on his way. <laughs> um, what do they give up? Nothing. It's the darndest thing. <laughs> it is the craziest, craziest thing. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, it, is, it is an interesting prospect to think, well, the Leafs could bring someone in to help the big, long playoff run. You know what? This year's not about that. This year is about getting to the playoffs and being competitive in the playoffs. This year is it about, is now. it would be nice to make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I said... Because at the beginning of the season, it would have been, it would be nice. I think now it's get to them. And be competitive in them. This is what I said in either my last LFR or the one before that. Before the season, oh, yeah, that'd be great. But I still give them like a 20% chance or whatever I was saying, 25% chance. Now, they're in a spot. Okay, games in hand, and I think someone might have leapfrogged them. But if you go by points percentage, they're in a spot. Which means for them to not make the playoffs, they would have to lose that spot. So, yeah, yeah, actually, it would be really disappointing if they didn't make it. I hope they don't do anything dumb, though. No, me too. But I don't think they will. I, uh, you don't think they'll make it? I don't oh, think they'll do anything no, dumb. No, I, I've said from, I think, I, I think I had a, I was a little more optimistic about this season than I think the two of you were at the beginning of the thing. I think, I think I, but that wasn't, that's not saying that I'm some prophet, uh, obviously. <laughs> I just thought, I just thought that they could, they were a lot better than people gave them credit for. And I didn't know they were this good. Oh, I don't think anybody did. Yeah. I, I don't think they people, knew they were this good. I don't a lot think, of people thought they would be like a laughing stock still, which, no. 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 You know who has surprised me the most? Mitch Marner. Probably, yeah. And that's not... Ah! That's not against Mitch, and that's not against Austin, that's not against Nylander. It's just, I honestly feel like Mitch Marner is way... Way, way better than anybody even hinted at. Like, not we were still or, debating Stro- uh, Marner he, versus Strom. Yeah, is it better for? Yeah, exactly. And is it what? better for Marner to go back? To, like we were talking about that right up until the season. Is there anything left for him to do in junior? Sure is. Sure sucks. He can't go to the AHL. Yeah, think yeah. about that. We said that, but mm-hmm. we didn't know. And he's one of their top offensive weapons. Man, I so I, I wrote uh, a blog that was way too long, so we divided it into two. Okay. Um, it was the the idea was the top five Leafs games of the season so far. I came up with like a list of a dozen or whatever. So I came up with my top five, and then I did five honorable mentions. Really, it's a top ten. So the the cool. ten through six is up today, and I got to go through the games so far this season. Marner's a m- magician. An yeah. absolute magician. He's and a magician. He. Oh my goodness, that's good. I can't. I can't Come even, on, it's very t- good. I've said that a few times. You have, <laughs> but I always forget. Magician. I really like that. 
I, he'll look good on a team with Curtis backup later. <laughs> I think. Personally. Are you slowly? I think you're slowly jumping on the pun train. Not even slowly. You're 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 now fully on the pun train. Choo choo. Um, <laughs> choo choo. It's like a train. We're rusty. Okay, we're rusty. It's, yeah, it's, it's no, the first, no, first one no, of the year. We gotta no, set the bottom low. Choo choo. Back on the train. <laughs> How about you say some stuff, Jesse? How about you say some things? People actually said on our Reddit page, I was reading over the holidays, they were like, I want more hot takes from Jesse. <laughs> I was like, me well, too. I'm sure. Yeah, me too. I like Jesse's hot takes. Honk, They're like, honk. I'm just going to turn right. You know? <laughs> honk, honk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to put up a red light there. Aww. I'm going to have to throw up a stop sign. This is gross. Anyway, Matthews scores goals. Mm-hmm. We remember goals. You know, they're, mm-hmm. way, they're way easier. They stick in your brain. You only have to remember one player, the guy who scored. Marner's assists. I don't think I've ever seen a leaf like this. I don't. I don't think I've seen a leaf that can do what Mitch Marner can do in terms of playmaking in my lifetime. Well, I'm he, trying to think of one. So I was reading Chris Johnson's um, midseason report on the Toronto Maple Leafs, and it's game 38, so it's a good time to do it. Um, 39. We're only sorry. We've played 38 games. We're going no, to no, play 39. 39 games. Oh, yeah. well then, then that's a mistake in Chris Johnson's article. We should oh, tell him. No, I'm oh, kidding. Wow. Maybe I read it wrong. Um, <laughs> So, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm going with that, too. That's why I put it in there. Um, what was interesting was, so there are two people who are on track for 30-goal seasons that are kind of a surprise to me. On even. the Leafs? Okay. Yeah, because normally they're 20 to 25 guys. James Van Riemsdyk, normally oh, a 20 to right. 25 guy. Oh, I know who you're going to say. And Nazem Kadri. He His career high is apparently 20. Which is nuts. Which I, I think might have also happened in the lockout year. And and <laughs> you look at who he's playing with, who, you know, it, it was Connor Brown, sometimes it's William Nylander, and always Leo Komarov. Yes. And Leo Komarov is, is a great guy and a great player, but not a prolific scorer. Started the season, by the way, because one of the games, I think my number six game was the Leafs home opener. That's how stiff the competition has been, by the way, that that game didn't even crack the top five. You know who got the fourth goal in that game? A line mate of Leo Komarov? Milan Mahalik. <laughs> right. Remember and that was that? right. He was like in the net. Like oh, he was yeah. Like, oh, yeah. He was like right there. He had a decent couple games and they just decided, nah. Nah. <laughs> Connor gone. Brown, though. Um, hey, Connor Brown's been great. Though. He has. It was the right choice. I, I Honestly, though, I think it's really interesting. But James Van Riemsdyk, who's only hit 30 goals once in his career, isn't it interesting that. Really? Yeah. Isn't it interesting mm-hmm. that he's on track for goal high and point high now that Mitch Marner's is lining? Mate. And it's that's nothing against and Tyler Bozak, who has been playing with with them, way less minutes this year that he's used to having, and his points per game pace or his points per minute pace is like way higher or better. It's great, Bozak man. You got to give him credit. You have to give him credit. Um, you know how long I, we, we can't fall back on the it's all Phil Kessel's doing. No. Hmm. You could say, well, instead of Phil Kessel, it's Mitch Marner. Fine, whatever. I mean, I, I don't good care at this year. point. He's he's there and he's putting up points. And he is in a the our biggest problem, and it was not with Tyler Bozak personally, was always he's the first line center on a team where he shouldn't be. Yeah, he is not a first line center. He is I now just, he's now playing. I think some uh, of the best hockey of his career in a second third line role. We took it a little too far, and by we, I, I just mean like the Leafs hockey community. I personally feel bad. I don't think most do, but I personally feel a little bit bad. I mean, j- just because now it's funny. He's Dad Bozak. 
Yeah, he's the he's he's got it, and he's got the cutest kid imaginable. Cannon Bozak, a great name. Yeah, he's he's but he's he's dead. I'm gonna he's name the my kid after a freaking gun. Like that is awesome. Yeah, Cannon. I mean he's definitely gonna play in the WHL for sure. Honest. Yeah, but absolutely. Cannon Bozak. That's a lot of a lot of letters. He going has on to there. have a slap shot with a name like that. Oh my! God. If you don't have a slap shot with a name like that, come on. At sixty kilometers an hour, yeah, you can't have a rubber arm slap no, shot. You no, gotta no, no. got to be good. Um, I got the dad now. We got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the fact that the Leafs are on a bye week. It's amazing that we've been able to focus twenty five minutes of this show on the Toronto Maple Leafs, who have not played and will not play for like seven straight days. Which I is, think that's what makes Leafs fans great. All right, so Steve, I got to know because you were the one who was there. You got a behind the scenes look. You get to talk to the players. How was? The Winter Classic. And it's our first episode since, so... You'll have to ask someone who was in St. Louis, Adam. I was yeah. at the Centennial oh, Classic. Oh, Centennial Classic. Whoa. I mean, let's be honest. That's what it was. Let's, no, let's no. Be... There was a Winter Classic. No? Okay. Yeah, right. It was the let's, Centennial let's Classic. Right you know here. what? We had Brian Adams. They had Nelly. They had Nelly Whoa. in St. Louis. Whoa. They also had Wayne Gretzky, and we had Wayne Gretzky, which was the craziest thing ever. How did we have Wayne Gretzky, too? Wait, was that the same day? It was no. the next day. Next day. Oh. Yeah. What are we waiting for? Oh, did he come? He yeah, just came? For, just for the celebration. He did oh, a ceremony, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I was watching, I was watching on a, I was about to get on a plane to Florida. Because I went of, to Florida. Of course. Again. I went back to Florida. Uh, I was watching on my, on, um, on the Sportsnet app. So I, I didn't see all of it. I saw a good chunk of the game. It's a little bit of a strange ceremony. They start with, and here's Wayne Gretzky. And he comes out in big ovation. And a bunch of men 40 <laughs> years older than Wayne Gretzky. Like, there, was, there was no it continuity. Was it the top 100 just, players of all time thing? Yes. But then they also did, like, I, I can't even remember. They brought out Dave Keon and Johnny Bauer, and the, but they were separated somehow. Okay. Know. Anyway, it was neat. So, yeah, I was at both days. I was at the alumni game and the uh, the Centennial Classic itself as a reporter, allegedly. So what I did both days, <laughs> what I did both days, because I, I had... Hard s- allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had seats. That's Steve's entire life. <laughs> oh, yeah. I work allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> and I was working allegedly. What I would do is I'd wear my winter coat, I'd put my jersey over the coat, and then with about five minutes to go in the third, I took the jersey off. And put my press pass on and went, that went down to go cover it. I loved your your all the trips you were getting. You took a picture and you had the jersey on over your coat. Oh yeah, they're like, oh, someone was enjoying the holidays. First of all, yes, I was. First of all, you don't need to make a joke about me being supposedly fat. I was fat. Okay, but it's okay. I worked out like three times since then, so it's all gone now. God, I haven't even done that, boy. No. Uh, as I adjust my shirt to make sure nothing's showing, um, and I got to go down there, and and I, it's like walking into your television from childhood. It's bizarre. Like Dave Anderchuk's there, and he looks a little different from how I remember him, but it's Dave Anderchuk. And there's Felix Evan Potvin. You finally met him. Well, I finally met him for free. <laughs> the last time I met him, I paid thirty bucks for his oh, autograph. That's BS. Ten years oh. ago, nine, nine or ten years ago. Uh, yeah, he was there. Uh, who else did I talked to? Dmitry Skavich. I loved him as a kid, and Brian McCabe. Uh, that was that was neat because he's still like kind of in the thick of it, right? Um, he's uh, he's got some kind of role with the Florida Panthers. Um, I learned some cool things. I didn't know Dmitry Skavich uh, used to coach Nikita Zaitsev. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yep. Yeah. Uh, back in the KHL on Sabir, Novosibirsk. 
I think. It was Yushkevich's rookie year as an assistant coach in that league, and it was Zaitsev's rookie year as a player. Okay. And what do you say about him? He said he's doing great. <laughs> Good. He's, okay. he's, he's doing great. I joke, I figure out uh, hockey uh, when I'm 29, he's 25, he's already better. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So I liked seeing him and Markov out there together because my favorite memories of those two were shutting down the Pittsburgh Penguins, specifically Yarmir Yager in Cujo's first year. Yeah, and, and Markov with the just the jerk move of all time, giving the Yag salute. I'm pretty sure if I if I'm not mistaken, I was at that game. Because I was at in if, Pittsburgh. Oh, that was in Pittsburgh. I think it okay, was in I wasn't Pittsburgh. at that one. I was at a game where I was at uh, game. F- I want to say four, maybe yeah, five. You've brought this up before. Yeah, and they were like, we were singing like goodbye. We were laughing at Yager for slamming the penalty box at the oh. end of the game. Sylvia and Cote scored the first goal. It was a four-one Leafs win, and that was not Ooh. how it was. But like Pittsburgh no, was that supposed series to ended in overtime. Yeah, but oh, sorry, that yeah. particular game. Oh right, right. Okay. Was was. Um, a four-one Leafs win, and that I remember that being a surprise. Like people were like, "Leafs are not supposed to be winning this," and they were never supposed to get past Philadelphia in the first round, too. Well, that was amazing. Cujo, man, Cujo, mm-hmm. Cujo. seriously, Cujo. <laughs> Speaking of Cujo, so okay, what is what is a notorious thing about men's change rooms at the gym? Smelly, the old dude who's walking around just not naked. caring because he's just. And the, naked. the older, the nakeder. Yeah. Right? True. That was very true when it came to the <laughs> alumni locker room. And I refrained from putting this in the video. But the older the player was, the more likely I was... So you saw Mike Palmer's here naked? No, he was fully clothed. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I think he... Uh, yeah, because he would have maybe needed help taking off his equipment after that oh, freaking save. <laughs> that was a hell of a save. Oh. That was, it was so good that he was like, and... Done. Yeah, because he probably Over. had bruising on his wrist or on, on like his entire side of his body. Yeah, he said he wrenched his back. I bet. But he he was upright after the game. But I'm walking around the room and Mike Gardner, one of the older players. Oh, oh, it's just a towel. Boreas Salming. Oh, oh, boy. yeah. But Boreas Salming is in such good shape. You almost want to, right? All the <laughs> like, Leafs. All the Leafs alumni were calling him Skeletor. He's he is an un, like he doesn't have an ounce of fat on his body. I've seen him in uh, I saw him walking around the Eaton Center in downtown Toronto once, and I was like, "Damn, dude, really?" He's he, one of the oldest, if not the oldest, player on that team, and he might have been the most fit. I wouldn't surprise me at all. And you know, he's got his own underwear line in Sweden. Wow, it's what? called, Bo- called Boria. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, he wasn't wearing. I wish he was wearing them. <laughs> he was. It's too bad he wasn't. I yeah. He. I looked it up actually, and like it, it's like multicolored boxer briefs. Like they're they're oh, actually kind of. I cool. need to look this up. Yeah. Um. Did you see Shetty in the locker room after he scored that goal? I did not. Uh, was he naked? No. You know why? Because he was in the Red Wings one. Oh yeah. yeah. And oh, I wanted to go to the Red Wings one, but there wasn't time. It's such an. It's just a jungle. These things, you know, you you get in there, you you get a few quotes and everyone wants to just get out as fast as possible. And, you know, I'm done and I finally go, okay, are the Red Wings still open? And they go, no, the room's already locked. I'm like, the room's already locked? How did they? That's a record breaker. And especially because they're the visiting team, probably not as many people want to talk to them. But the reason I brought up Curtis Joseph is I really wanted to talk to him. Really wanted to talk to him. But he's standing there talking to some people, probably his family. I'm like, okay, I'll let him talk. And also, just a jock. Just a jock. And I'm like, you know what? I'll wait for him to finish talking to his family and put some pants on. And then his family, you know, he's done talking to them. Now he's talking to some teammates. 
Still waiting for him to put some pants on. I waited about 10 minutes for Curtis Joseph to put his pants on, and I'm like, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> so I didn't end up talking to Curtis Joseph because he Did. wouldn't put his pants on. <laughs> Man. An amazing story. Why would it, I, Which, just, I mean, it's a locker room. It's it's his business. Right? Why wouldn't you just go up to him? I know. I Realistically, I should have just been like, Hey, Mr. Joseph, do you mind? And he would have been like, oh, yeah, sure, just one second. And then he would have put his pants on. But or maybe again, not. It's no. walking into your, dude, it's walking into like my like preteen television and telling someone that I grew up admiring, excuse me, sir, can you put some pants on? Wow. It's It was very trippy. That's very funny. weird experience. Is Cujo still in good shape? Um,. I mean, he only stopped playing a few years ago. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, all, I always wonder what happens to NHLers, like, almost right after they finish, you know, like, is it is it a, a, a gradual process that they become normal people? It completely Or, or is it, it like over the course depends. of the summer? It completely depends on the, on, the, on the type of people they are, the, the type of build. Luke Shen and Braden Shen, for example, they work really hard to keep weight off. Okay. Um, mm. Because they love to eat. They'll eat the entire house. Um, and they they struggle with it. So I think when they retire, like you might see that pudge come out pretty quick. Um, but other guys like Cody Eakin, I remember talking to him um, when he was uh, trying out for the Canadian World Junior Team. They had him on something like a thirty five hundred calorie a day diet. Wow! And this kid was like, oh, 160, 170 pounds, five foot ten, five foot eleven. God, I would just eat peanut butter. I would just sit in my room and and with a spoon and a jar of peanut butter and like, eat it. That's that's like you don't do that anyways. Well, I do, but yeah, I would like, do it more. Thirty five hundred calories. <laughs> that's Thanksgiving dinner and dessert every day. Wow. I heard the same about uh, Nikita Filatov before they kind of changed philosophy about you know how nutrition works. Yeah, is Columbus basically told him shove food down your gut, and he just ate and ate and ate. Doesn't work like that. <laughs> he ate and, he ate until he threw up. And it, it's it's not uncommon. I heard another guy who would have been on the Guelph Storm, but they said, can you put on 30 pounds over the summer? No. How do you put on 30 pounds <laughs> over the summer? So this poor guy, eight and eight and eight and eight and eight. And he's on this ridiculous diet, just eating, eating, eating constantly. Problem was he worked at the garden center by our house. Uh, What's at garden centers? Well, it's you're going to sweat your... Well, you're going to sweat be, a lot, first of all. And you're going to be working hard. And you're going to eat in kind of unsanitary conditions tapeworm no so you're not putting on 30 pounds with tapeworm and he could have made the Guelph storm wow could have made the he was a good player you know what that's to me that's idiotic if if that's not your body type it's not your body that'd be like asking Jesse can you put down 30 pounds Jesse cannot put on 30 pounds like (laughs) that at least Jesse's six something like yeah, Jesse's I, NHL height. If I put on thirty pounds, I'd probably still kind of look normal. Yeah, yeah you like, would. Yeah. You would. It would spread. <laughs> Jesse putting on thirty yeah. pounds would look a lot better than me putting. Yeah, on Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I know what me with thirty pounds extra looks like. Yeah. It's not pretty. I don't know how. We, how did we Th- get there's here? a lot of yeah. there's a lot of there's <laughs> a lot of toast by which to spread let's, that butter upon when it comes to Jesse. Yes, let's wind a bit. How did we get here? Uh, oh, who's so in good shape? Yeah. I mean, they were all in pretty good. Like shape. I figured, Bory would be like. In like unbelievable. No, they were all calling him Skeletor. Brian McCabe uh, specifically, I saw call him Skeletor. <laughs> imagine because he's just ripped. Imagine, imagine being a guy confident enough to call Boris Dominic Skeletor, because <laughs> that would not be me. <laughs> like, how confident would you be just calling him a peer? Like, hey, you know, it's just like, you know, you and I, like former Leafs defenseman, mm-hmm. you, you know, <laughs> We're the same. it's Boris Salming. <laughs> it's Boris Salming, man. So that was just the the day before. 
Yeah. Uh, the next day, the uh, Centennial Classic. Um, so I got out of my seat when it was 4-2. And I get, <laughs> I get to the top of the section to watch the rest of the game. Where does this sound familiar? <laughs> oh, my God. It's... It kind of sounds like Dave Alter's Game 7 story. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yep. Um, so, standing there, Dylan Larkin makes it 4-3, and I'm just like, oh, God. And I joke with the security guard next to me. I go, it's too cold to go to overtime. She's like, oh. And then... <laughs> how was she like? Oh. Yeah, that's how I'd react to a joke like that, too. <laughs> I know. It was a, a very much a pity laugh. And then the second the Red Wings score, she just turns around, this is your fault! <laughs> so the Dangle Jinx works with strangers <laughs> as well. Nice. This she, well, is that, your fault! You said it's too cold to go to overtime! I'm like, I'm sorry! She knows. This is the Leafs, they do it all the time! She's like, you should know better! Anyway, and then Matthews wins it in overtime. Hold I on. Wanted... Hold on. Okay, sorry. Tell me, because that was the most exciting overtime in the history of overtime. Oh. Tell me what it was like when Austin scored. Everyone freaked out. I, I wanted to get a good shot of it. Um, and that just wasn't going to happen because it was a combination of everyone jumping up at once, half of them to celebrate, and half of them to leave, <laughs> leave BMO Field immediately yeah. to get out before the rush. And getting out was I don't rough. understand why people do that. You're never going to well, beat the rush before overtime. Yeah, people the do. last game I ever went to at the Gardens, it went to overtime, and my dad said, "Do you want to leave?" And I go, "Dad." It's over. Do you want to disown me? Are you? Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> this is the last game I'm ever going to get to go to here. And sure enough, uh, rest in peace, Toronto Maple Leaf. Uh, Igor, Korolev. E- Igor Korolev scored the overtime winner against the Tampa Bay Lightning, five four. Um, but what was really funny? The re- so the Red Wings tie it right, and then I got to move out of the way for all these people going back to their seats because oh. they had already left. They're like, oh, the Leafs won. <laughs> And I guess they hadn't left the grounds yet. And, and they say, hear everyone go, no! So they go, ah, crap. And they go back to the seat. Right? Okay, all right. How much an average cost a ticket to a game like that? Two, three hundred bucks? It, I mean, at least 150 bucks. Why are you leaving early Dude, when I'm not you leaving pay a game, that much money? I'm not leaving a game that I paid $30 for yeah. early. In Tampa, I, both times. I've been, okay, so Tampa, in the last two times I've gone, they've been outscored, I think it's 11 to 3 in the two games I went to. I stayed till the bitter end both times. I don't get up from the table until my food is done, and I don't get up from my seat until the game is done. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know why you would do that. But I, anyway, Matthew scores. Ah, and of course it's Matthews too. Had to be. I just I just I just laughed. I just laughed. We gotta go on Sportsnet 590 the fan. When we come uh, when you download the show at sportsnet.ca or you can download us on iTunes as well. We're gonna talk about the NHL temporarily eliminating third jerseys next year. Mm-hmm. Plus what the Edmonton Oilers and New Jersey Devils are potentially planning with their jerseys. And these are are, are some huge changes, maybe. Ooh. Maybe. So you can download this show, like I said, on iTunes or sportsnet.ca. Uh, this is the Panago Pizza Steve Dangle podcast, brought to you by Panago. Of course, it's what's on the inside that counts. So we got to talk about your your trade tree with Tom Kerbers before we get to the NHL yes. jersey thing. Oh, and, and a correction. Jesse informed me that Kadri's 20-goal year was the year after the lockout year. Right. Yeah, there we that go. would make sense. Okay. It was like 15 the lockout year. He something. scored 18 the lockout year. Oh, that was pretty good. He was good. on pace for like 35. Gee, in 48 games. Yeah. Pretty Ain't good. bad. Ain't bad. So, uh, Tom Curvis, what was the interesting thing about that? Oh, yeah. So, and this is, by the way, an article you can read at sportsnet.ca. We're going to condense it a little bit. Yeah, probably my largest trade tree. So, uh, it happened in 1990. The Leafs, so it was great. I I did my research for this, but Gord Stellick wrote a really good post in 2014 about the trade. And he's very fair. Um, 
Cause, I don't know, because that's the kind of guy Gord is. He's a nice man. But I'm reading the things he's saying and going, the Leafs are nuts! <laughs> so basically, they started the 1989-90 season rough. Not even cat- uh, catastrophically, just rough. And they wanted to be better. And they were allowing an average of six goals a game, which is brutal. So they want to improve. So they need defensive help. So they go to the Devils. We want Tom Curvers. Tom Curvers was a good defenseman at the time. And so the Leafs trade their 1991 first rounder. Tom Curvers improves the Leafs pretty significantly. Leafs make the playoffs. They get knocked out in the first round, but whatever. They made the playoffs. They made the playoffs. They lost to the St. Louis Blues, I believe. So now the Leafs get this, they got this gap, this 1991 first. Now the 1991 draft is significant because the most highly touted prospect of like the last dozen years is going to go first overall. Little whippersnapper by the name of Eric Lindros. Can't give him up. Can't give him up. It would be a laughing stock. But that's not a problem. We were a playoff team last year. We got this Tom Curvers guy. We're going to be fine. Very, very, very similarly to the 09-10 season after the Leafs traded their first round pick for Phil Kessel. Hmm? The Leafs start oh, or, sorry, 1-9-1. and 1-9 one. One, and fun. 1-9 one, and fun. And the one was a tie. <laughs> right, yeah, because there were ties. Tie. Yeah, genuine tie back then. And so right now the Leafs are going, oh my God, what do we do? What do we do? And this is where, it's really it's just a PR nightmare. It's oh, nothing else other than that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, and it's this is I was talking about. Uh, I don't I don't know if he's technically my boss. Let's 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 go with one of my bosses, Mike Cormack. He's telling me all these little uh, things about this trade. It's it's just so awful. So the Leafs panic right away because they don't want to stink. But you get the Quebec Nordiques who are almost as bad, and they go, "We're happy to stink." We want the first overall pick. So the Leafs and Nordiques make this ridiculous sham of a trade where the Leafs trade them a prospect and two first uh, second rounders for just three vets who weren't even that good, but they were whatever. They were vets. They were warm bodies. Made the Leafs a little bit better. Made the Nordiques a little bit worse. The Leafs finished second last. So Nordiques go first overall. They get Eric Lindros. That's a story for another day. Mm-hmm. New, uh, not New Jersey, San Jose. The expansion San Jose Sharks. They'd never played a game in the NHL yet. They are awarded the second overall pick. Jeff Friesen. Pat Falloon. Oh, wow. Who? It's funny. People look back on that and they, and they dump on the Sharks because they could have had all these other players. Peter Forsberg was another one. And yeah, sure, that would have been better. But Pat Falloon was fine. Yeah. He wasn't a bad player. Third overall... Lou Lamorello and the New Jersey Devils select Scott Niedermeyer. Rough. Now, here's where it gets even worse. Tom Curvers went from really good to just garbage overnight. Garbage overnight. The, the season where the, the Leafs finished second last there, uh, he had, I think it was three assists in 19 games. That's it. Just randomly, he went from like almost a point-a-game defenseman to just nothing. So they trade him to Vancouver for this guy named Brian Bradley, who is a really good goal scorer. He comes to Toronto, and again, nothing. Can't do a damn thing. So the expansion draft happens the next year for the Tampa Bay Lightning, because the the league was doing all kinds of expansion. The Lightning grab Brian Bradley from the Leafs. So the Leafs trade 
Scott Niedemeyer for Tom Curvers, Curvers for Brian Bradley, lose him in the expansion Ooh. draft. And the next year, his first season with the Tampa Bay Lightning, Brian Bradley scores 42 goals. <laughs> wow. Wow. Ah, uh, uh. The only thing that makes, the, the only redeeming factor of the trade is uh, Quebec didn't do much with the picks they were given. I think they turned it into like Martin Gelina, who's pretty good, but wasn't wasn't the worst that i i don't know i'm i have one trade that i want to look at that i think might be worse but if it's if i if i can't find a really good reason for why it's worse this is the worst trade in Toronto Maple Leafs history that's crazy and again uh, you know gord Stalick wrote a really good blog about uh sort of justifying it it made sense they didn't think they'd be that bad they had a reason to believe they wouldn't be that bad and tom curvis was good Here's my question. Actually, you know what? I think I know what trade you're thinking of. I'm not going to say, because I don't want to wreck it, but I think I know exactly what trade you're thinking of, because I can think of one trade that turned out worse. Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cover cover my mouth for the camera. Yeah, that's, yep. that's the one. Well, I've got to look it up. And it's not just because of the draft, but it was the player they initially sent. Oh, it's a, it's a, that's a bad it's trade, too. horrendous. But... They did get some quality back. I re- okay, this isn't helping. All right, anybody. yeah, this, is, this isn't yeah, helping anybody. Not. But it's, I think they all know what it's trade. By I'm far, the about. worst trade in Leafs history. Yeah. To me, by younger far. fans think it's Rask for Raycroft. That was bad. That was bad. <laughs> but this is way worse. This is yeah, yeah, way like, way worse. We're talking like Rask at the end of his career. Will he make the Hall of Fame? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, Scott Niedermeyer is like an all timer. Yeah, and this other the other person is an all timer. timer, well. and and it's interesting um, with this trade because had it not been for the gross incompetence on the team that we made the trade with, they would have easily, easily won several Stanley Cups. Oh, the best part of that trade is they goofed it up too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're we're just gonna leave that. We're gonna yeah. leave that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So. NHL will temporarily eliminate temporarily, and this is just a report. Temporarily eliminate third jerseys next year to make it easy for Adidas to kind of get everything into production. You know what? I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. I was wondering myself: Are the third jerseys getting a little out of control anyway? Are we doing a little too much with the? Not extra many jerseys? teams doing well. I no. don't think not many teams doing well. And you look at, I mean, I, I, I kind of. I hate like what the Cavaliers do with their T-shirt jerseys. I think those are the worst. Have you seen those? The well, that's, N- that's an NBA-wide thing now. I hate yeah, that. I, like they all know. wear them on Christmas Day. That's Have the Raptors done it? But the Cavs no. wear it. They seem to wear it a lot more than anybody else. They're in more like um, national TV games. And that's where they like to wear So them. they have to wear them in national TV yeah, games. Yeah, like on Christmas Day, they're all wearing the t-shirt jerseys. So that makes the, sense. The Cavs are always in the national games. So yeah. Are they going to slowly like just make those the jerseys? I don't think so. No, and they're they're bad, and the t- yeah. players hate them. LeBron like tore the sleeves off his. Yeah. <laughs> he like on TV was like... <laughs> is it tore- like to prevent injuries? Or no, is it's it just, just for, because like, they want to sell something different. Pre- oh. No, yeah, it's just to sell. Oh, yeah. they, could, they would tell you it might be compression, but I, I highly doubt it. Um, yeah. I, I I look at baseball, and and then I, I'm not saying that we should follow everything baseball does, but the Yankees are the Yankees. Mm-hmm. The Yankees wear their home and away. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a happy medium because baseball is painfully stubborn. Yes, yes, but I kind of you know what to me the Leafs are the Leafs. Mm. The Leaf and and I if I had my way the Leaf logo that we're currently wearing now would have never been changed. In the first place, 
you know, that was the original one of the original logos. I would have gone. I would have kept that. I think that's important. You keep that. You know, the Chicago Blackhawks never changed the logo. Montreal Canadiens never changed their logo. Detroit Red Wings never changed. Yep. Stop changing it. The reason I heard, I don't know if it's true, uh, Harold Ballard changed. Of course, he the did. original leaf of because course. of course <laughs> because it wasn't trademarked. So it was harder oh. to make money off of it. Okay. Well, the the other ones. I don't know if that's true. But that had already changed because the '67 Leafs wore like a different Toronto Maple Leaf crest. They wore too. the Leafs alternate from a couple of years ago that yeah. everyone owns a Joffrey Lupul version of. Yeah. I have that. I almost put I almost put Phil Castle on the back of mine. Oh man, how many? Yeah. Tweet Although us, I probably should. I should just put Castle. On. Tweet us and tell one. us your. Ah, uh, nuts. Leafs jersey. <laughs> well, a couple years ago, people used to ask us, who should I get? And I'm like, nobody who is current. Yeah. Get a legend. Get Doug Gilmore. <laughs> Man, I remember having a conversation with a buddy who always got Leafs jerseys with a leaf on the back. And I said, no one. But if you had to get someone, Jonas Gustafson. Oh. Dude, because he was like the one thing to talk about in town. For you, a little hold while. On. You put that on someone? He didn't do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> he didn't Jesse do it. has a Jonas Gustafson jersey. I do, but I did not pay for it. He was given. There's given. a person in the world with a Jonas Gustafson tattoo. <laughs> Have you ever oh, seen that? No. Yeah. No. Oh, can he, I just... He just got put on waivers. Sorry. Yes, he did. Uh, quickly want to mention. So I'm at the Tampa Bay Nashville game. Oh, right. Yeah. And I quickly want to mention this before I forget it. You know what? I'll hold on to it. But remind me, there was a Leaf element to the Tampa Bay Nashville game. We got to stay on the Ooh, Jesse, Jersey you're thing. Have to remind him. Um, okay, so <laughs> that is the wrong guy to put that on. I, are we? Can we? Can we? I, my question always was with the third jerseys: Can we save them for something like the Winter Classic? For something like it's a special game against a rival, and it's a nationally yeah. televised game. I hope the Leafs wear their Centennial Classic jerseys again. Can't just be a one and done. It might be. Might be. I don't know. I just wonder, if can we do that? Because that would be cool. Are they better than our current jerseys? No. I really mm-hmm. like them. You didn't like them at first, though, didn't you? No, I didn't. I, no, I like them a lot. I'm a huge fan. You know what? I really like them from the front. What bugs me is from the back, it's just the lightning. It's just the lightning. Well. I like the Centennial patch that they just added. That's cool. But You're a Centennial patch. It's a really cool jersey. Mm-hmm. From the back, it's the lightning. Okay. It's just the lightning, man. That's fair. Wow. God, that is a good jersey, though. Remember really how much like we hated that. it at first? Yeah. I didn't hate it. I hated the leak version, which I said was a fake, and yeah. it was. Um, and it was poorly lit. And it was poorly like lit, and it was not the right yeah. baby Gold. jersey or a toddler jersey. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. always look like crap. Yeah. When, yeah. Unless they're on an adorable baby. <laughs> yeah, they have to be on the Paperweight, baby. Paperweight, sorry, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Blob of nothingness. Yeah, that's really. right. That's right. Um, all right, Edmonton. They are apparently dropping their blue jerseys for the orange next year. No! <laughs> I think Oilers fans, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Oilers fans love those jerseys. The orange ones? I think they're hideous. They like the 80s versions. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I think Calgary should switch back to the 80s version of the Calgary Flames jersey. I love the Calgary Flames. 80s. I didn't mind that. The red, yellow? I didn't mind Just that. leave it at that. It's orange. Orange, man. I like the blue with orange <laughs> Accompanying the blue, like as Not an accent, orange with orange piping. You could oh. say, God, like you don't need to make your defensemen look like pylons more than they already do. Like, come on, oh, we're in a playoff spot. I know. I'm just teasing speaking, you. Speaking of pylons, who's pylons? That's his hometown. Oh, uh, Dion Phaneuf. Oh, from, oh, from Edmonton. Oh. I thought you were talking about Rich Pylon. No, 
Why was not talking about Rich Peel on? Wow, man. No one is ever talking about Rich Peel. <laughs> what? There used to be a defenseman in the league whose name was Pylon. Well, I know. I, I don't think we can too. ignore that. <laughs> what? There used to be a guy who was named Satan. <laughs> like, that also yeah. happened. Who never played for the Devils. <laughs> That's wrong. He it is be. wrong. <laughs> Lou should have been like... I know I'm a fuddy duddy, right. but just this one thing. <laughs> let me have this one. This one thing. Also, Plus, he's, he was tra- also really good. We're, we're also going to trade for Steve Hines and let him wear 57. Lou's the kind of guy. Yeah, we talked about that on the show. Lou is the kind of guy that would pick up Hines and go, "No, you can't wear 57 yeah. because because I'm asserting my dominance. You, you wear number two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, a lot of people are complaining. I kind of don't mind the Oilers in orange, only because. Well, I don't care. It's their business. The eighties, the eighties colors, man. I, yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. Go Oilers. Well, okay. I think orange. I think Connor McDavid and orange are kind of synonymous now because that's kind of when they started the whole thing. So if that's where you're going with, then go with it. Don't switch back. Yeah, yeah I'd like it if jersey if people stop switching. You know who whose third jerseys are terrible. Sorry, uh, sorry, uh, New York, but the Islanders NY black jerseys oh. are awful. It's like, you know, on it. you know what I don't feel like doing? Making this jersey that I've been commissioned <laughs> yeah. to make. So you I'm going to put an N and a Y and make the rest of it black. <laughs> you, you know like, what, what New Jersey, or not New that? Jersey, you know, you know what the Islanders said like 20 years ago? You could probably look it up on YouTube. No more silly jerseys. <laughs> Remember that? They said that? They got rid of the Captain Highliner jerseys and they said, I think in front of like... The arena, they go, no more silly jerseys. And they went back to their old NY logo, and everyone was like, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. And what have they done since? Nothing silly. but silly jerseys. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. They got it right for a while. They when did. they were in the playoffs yeah. a couple just, years ago, I like those jerseys. Leave it, guys. Leave it. I, listen, here's the thing we're going to be orange now. No, what are you doing? The reason they changed the jerseys is to get people to buy them, mm-hmm. right? Because you want to have an updated jersey. How'd that work? The, the way you get people to buy your shit is to win. Look at the Yankees. Even I own a Yankees hat because I went to New York and I was like, I am at Yankee Stadium and I'm buying a damn hat because I'm here because this is the most storied franchise in North America and I'm I'm buying a damn hat. How about it's the only the hat that I've ever had that fits. Huh? How about the Jays? They they clearly oh my goodness. They are the, our parent company at Rogers owns owns the Jays. They when they bought the Jays, they changed the logo to this terrible <gasps> oh black the, jersey. The well the cartoon bird. Yeah. yeah, everything back then was cartoon. And sharp. Yes. Got to make them sharp and threatening. (laughs) But it was a cartoon, so it couldn't be. And also the team was the least threatening baseball team we've ever fielded. We're we're the Blue Jays. What color is our jersey? Black. Black. (laughs) What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The so, amount of merchandise they sold in the last two years just because they brought the so good. because they brought these seventies eighties jersey yeah. back because yeah. that's what everybody wants yeah. because people that's a liked, great looking jersey. People bought those jerseys on mass before they were even good, mm-hmm. and then they got good. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you in the summer you can't look left or right without no. TNJ stuff. No, yeah. because Everywhere. they did it. They did it right. Leave it. You got yeah. it right. Leave it. Oh, they're going to. They're they're not changing. Oh, the Jays are not going to change it. I'm just and the Leafs are not going to change. I'm just saying, if you find something good, stick with it. Like uh, Montreal, they stuck with it. And we made fun do, of them I one the, year, their centennial year. They had like 14 jerseys. Yeah, and but does Montreal ever have trouble selling hockey jerseys? I don't think so. I don't think so either. And no. it's also right now. I would say hockey the hockey jersey business for an NHL team is quite small compared to even say concessions i would say concessions bring in double the money that a hockey jersey would over the course of a year i'm sure we could get wise. some info on that i'm sure we could um, do we all have to buy new jerseys next year when adidas gets no i'm not 
No. No, I'm getting no, the no. I'm getting the one this year. I still haven't got it yet. Uh, I'm getting. So, should you just hold off? So then you'll have the most. Listen to me, getting indignant. No, because like I, I don't was want ever the sport for logic one. Oh. I want to. You know, or the sport the fanatics. 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 What yeah. was it? Andrew Berkshire's company. <laughs> sport logic. I don't want the analytics jersey. I'll, I do want the analytics jersey. No, I, I, I don't know if I want the fanatics jersey. Mm. I don't know. Hmm? I think this is a fanatic shirt, actually. Yeah, all that's a nice shirt. A lot of merchandise now is being made by fanatics. A lot of NHL merch that I've seen is like their hoodies are just this press-on glossy thing and if you fold it the wrong way and if the temperature changes it wrecks it mm-hmm. when you go to pull it apart mm-hmm. As, uh, Mrs. Dangle went to get me a sweater for Christmas and I wear it she gave it to me early because she's like well it got wrecked and they wouldn't exchange it so they wouldn't exchange it I oh, can't wow. remember they were gonna it wasn't they didn't completely rip her off they gave her an option they gave her an option, but she's like, "Screw it, I'll just give it to him." So she gave it to me before Christmas. It's that. It's that gray. It's the hoodie that's just like this shirt. Okay. Um, Steve's wearing a gray maple yeah, shirt. No, just so everybody. Right. Well, it's on camera too. Well, sure. no, you're right. People, okay. Seventy-five no, right. percent of our you're audience right. is on. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, and I like that. I like it. Well, it's on YouTube, but you can look it up. You can look it up. You. F- <laughs> oh, no, <I'm> <laughs> you fuck. There you go. Um, <laughs> No, but yeah, it was folded mm-hmm. on the logo. On the logo. And it got ripped and torn. And it happened to a World Cup thing of mine, too. Ugh. I don't know why companies start... Well, no, okay, sorry. I do know why companies make it that way. It's cheap. Profit. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm very careful in what I invest in when it comes to, to stuff, because I want it to last. Mm-hmm. Um, and Because it, it's so expensive. I have a Leafs hoodie that I hang up specifically for that reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's it and it's the new it's the new logo. I just didn't want um, I didn't want it to get bent and stuff out of shape and that's that sort of thing. Uh, anyway, um, Patrick Line has a concussion. Mother of God, what a hit! Have you guys both seen it? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> McCann laid it into him. Now, McCabe, 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 Jake McCabe. Now, when I look at that hit, it looks pretty routine. That hit should come with a jingle after it. Ding, ding, ding. It's it's squeaky clean. When a Winnipeg Jet fan looks at it, he left his feet. No, he, he hit didn't. his head. It's mythical. He dropped an elbow. No. Um, he uh, burned down his house. He slashed his tires. Uh, he <laughs> Made fun of your mom. Robbed, robbed, it, robbed my mom. My mom. Your mom. Before going out and hitting Patrick Lyon. Disgraced all, <laughs> all of her, said all her cooking sucks. Your most beloved childhood things. To my she my mom's peanut butter and honey sandwiches, which are my favorite things that my mom used More to like make. More like peanut butter and garbage. Whoa. Peanut butter That's and hot garbage. Can you look up? McCabe. Oh, okay. Jesse's got the hit here. I wanted to look up if Jake McCabe is the same guy who hit Joey Hishin in junior. Mm. <laughs> my God. Well, has the puck when he's being hit. Yep, he's eligible to be hit. Yeah. Now, and, can and we, can ironically, we just... McCabe got really injured on this play because Shifley cross-checked him in the friggin' face. Yeah, and nobody's talking about how that might be a little unfair. Now, let's. I want to have a look at this one more time, and I'm looking. I'm looking at the. Ooh, this is audio. The thing is, is that he doesn't leave his feet. He doesn't. And he doesn't. and the reason it looks like he's leaving his feet is because the uh, the thing underneath your skate that holds the blade in, whatever the hell that's called, is white. Yeah, I don't actually know what that's. Called. I don't know what that's called either. Hmm. I don't feel so bad. The handle. The thing they use is a handle. I like handle. Anyway. But yeah, sometimes you just get lit and uh, yeah. 
get lit. Goodness gracious. I feel bad for him, though, and I feel bad for Jets fans because that sucks. Yeah. And I saw some people talking about taking, you know, maybe we should take that kind of hit out of the game. Well, then you then you got to get rid of hitting yeah. altogether. He didn't hit him in the head. Listen, had it, it wasn't been, predatory. Had it well, been, I mean, had it been Bufflin on Eichel, had it been Bufflin on Eichel, and it's the exact same hit, you don't complain. No. Well, Jets, Jets fans don't complain. I'm sure Sabres fans would. He was out. He was yeah, knocked no, out that's, from the impact of the hit. That is a clean hit, especially Before when you see he hits the, the ice and then he hits the ice. If anybody doubts me, watch the ice level replay. Mm. Watch the ice level replay of it. It is a clean. You can't yeah. take clean. And hits people out were like, of the game. I remember reading comments. Somebody was like, "If if Liney took one step to the right, it would have been a knee on knee and illegal." Well, he didn't. <laughs> so well, <laughs> so that makes what? it a not legal. You know, if I had invested in Google in the late nineties, <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. You don't get to say that. Like, what are we talking about? You don't get to say it. That's called grasping at straws. Yeah. It's well, and, saw, I'm, not, and I'm not delighting on this because I think Winnipeg deserves a great hockey team, and they deserve a superstar like Patrick Liney. Yeah, I mean, Shifley jumped in. I mean, Bufflin was right there. I mean, McCabe might be lucky that it was Shifley and not Bufflin. I would take Shifley over Bufflin. For sure. I'd take Shifley coming at me with a stick over <laughs> Dustin Bufflin. Yeah. Sword um, even. Sword. But it's, I mean, Shifley fed him a, you know, as Don Cherry would say, a suey. That's a good old-fashioned suicide pass. What's this that we're looking at here? Uh, Jake McCabe hit on Daniel something? Paye? Paye? Daniel Oh, Paia. boy. There's another guy who looks pretty confused. Was that the one you were looking for? No. Uh, t- who hit? Type in Joey Hishin Memorial Cup hit. It might not have been Jake Jake McKay, but th- this. I hope this everybody's hit. at home googling along with us. I know. I saw th- can we, this. Can we take I saw these, this hit live. Is it? A- are we able to put these hits in the actual video, or is that illegal? Ah, uh, maybe. I think it might be okay. We should look at yeah. NHL. Uh, NHL, I think, has an agreement. As long, I don't know if, about the audio. Yeah. Video might be okay. Yeah, well, we can't put the audio. It's a video. Yeah, and also right. we can't. We're talking. We're yeah. the audio. Well, that's right. Which, which hit did you want me to look up? Type in <laughs> damn it, Joey Hishin. Um, uh, Joey H-I-S-H-I-S-H-I-S-H-I-S-H-I-S-H-I-S-H-I-S-H-I-S-H-I-S-H-I-S-H-I-S-H-I-S-H-I-S-H-I-S-H-I-S-H-I-S-H-I-
Way to contribute there, Rook. Like, <laughs> what, where's your soul? I Look, I get... I think we have said similar things in the past. Why do you need to fight after a clean hit? That's a devastating, devastating hit, clean or not. He knocked out arguably your team's top offensive weapon. Certainly top offensive rookie, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not going to respond? No, you're going to respond. And it's good that he you're did. You're going to respond as long as fighting is five minutes. And by the way, had he not responded... You you know that Don Cherry would have gone on national TV and been like, nobody responded, nobody likes this kid. Oh, he's, he's too much of like, a hot dog. Oh, Shifley. Yeah, Shifley, good Ontario kid. Stick it up for his teammate. There you go, there you go. Yeah. But kids, and then he's going to rip. Shifley, uh, he should rip Shifley for that pass. He's go- Yes, he's going to rip Shifley for the pass. Good on him for sticking up for line A. Kids, never do this stupid stuff. Head down. He's ah! right. You know what? I'm with Don on that one. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do, do not. You know what a suicide pass looks like at the NHL level. You know. Oh, man. That's um, a bad one. Lastly, bad not one. lastly, but Bobby Ryan uh, makes oh, yeah. $7.5 million. Mm. What happened here? He was a scratch. He was a healthy scratch. And there was an that issue. Was it, eh? Acknowledged. It was an issue acknowledged even by Bobby Ryan himself, but they're keeping it in the clubhouse. Mm. Issue is he's not good at hockey. <laughs> I think that might be. They the sure issue. are paying a lot of money for him. Yeah. They sure are. That, you know, I would say. I hope I'm, it's not just that he's bad. Well, I think it was. A, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would understand well, that more. I no, I think there's an issue here. And does I'm he watching, have a no move? I will check. I wonder check if it. he gets um, uh, protected. Yeah, I was gonna say he might be selected for Las Vegas. Mm. Um, Bobby Ryan said it was there was a, a thing that was resolved but the, he said I was going to I'm going to keep it in the clubhouse and I think uh uh Boucher said the same thing Guy Boucher so I, I for some reason I could see Guy Boucher's face but I couldn't say his name um it was You were going to say like Bond villain Bond villain <laughs> He had him on a table And he was going to cut him in half With a laser <laughs> um, <laughs> We're keeping it in the, lo- in the clubhouse <laughs> <laughs> No I'm fine Everything's fine Everything's fine um, I love the senators can, can, Is that a big Is that a big deal thing If you scratch a star player For a game Is that like a big deal Clubhouse issue Or is it a I slept in for practice And I should know better And I get it Well this is the thing Like Tyler Sagan Gets hung out to dry when he's late for a practice, Evander Kane gets hung out to drive for the same. Nazem Kadri. Nazem Kadri. What is he? Gets he hung what, out how to drive. do? You, what do you get? Four games? <gasps> three games for the Leafs? Mm, it was. It was the rest of the year. I think it was three games. But like, ha- have a seat, Naz. You know, it was, it was one of those was, situations where they just wanted to send a new message or a message, new regime, and all that. And also, the Leafs were terrible anyway, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. Um, that's Who knows? Hor- Maybe they were trying hor- to take. Horacek mate. Am I oh, right? Oh, that Kadri? was the Horacek team, it I was. think, too. I wonder if that was Horacek's decision. Doubtful. No, I think it was Shaney. Shaney. I think it was Shaney. I don't think Horacek was making many decisions. I think he was just no. there. He was executed. You know what I think? That's great, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. I think yes. he was hung out to dry. Yep. But are the Sens doing him a favor by keeping it private? Or are they just creating more questions? Well... Because I think they're doing him a favor, to be honest. I think that out of respect to him, they are doing him a favor. But I wonder if he's not the cause of whatever happened. But we don't I know. I assume he is. We now, don't here's know. the difference, though. Kadri was like a guy in his early 20s. So was Kane. So was Sagan. Uh, I mean, Hosang got ripped to shreds, and I think he was still junior eligible. Bobby Ryan was drafted in 2005 behind Sidney Crosby. Or was it 2006? 
Uh, she's Yeah, like that. Yeah. That guy's almost thirty, man. Ottawa yeah. also can't be can't like, oh, be, a young player. Ottawa can't be can't afford to pay Bobby Ryan if he's not producing, right? Because they're not a team where it's like the lease where you just pay a whole bunch of guys if he's not performing. They can pay him seven million. It's okay. We're the lease. We got money. Ottawa has an internal cap. They can't afford to pay him seven million and him not produce like a seven million dollar player. So was he just healthy scratched or was he suspended by the team? Because I think if there's a suspension, it was a healthy scratch. Healthy. Scratch. Okay, because if there's a suspension, I think there's a little bit of money involved. But God, they can't be happy with him. No, it was obviously something that. But they're moving on from it. How how long is Bobby Ryan's contract? Till forever. Till twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah there's staying. a lot of contracts that go till twenty twenty two. Stop. Was he one of those pre? Lockout? No, no, I he wasn't. I think he might have been. Mm, I don't think so. When does it start? I think oh, it was right after. It? They got him after the lockout. I don't remember. They got him in uh, 2015. Oh. Signing signing date uh, October second, 2014. Sorry. It was you know why? It's Sorry, because boys. Ottawa <laughs> Ottawa has a harder time getting players like that yeah. through free agency. Or at least that was the prevailing thought at the time, where Ottawa has always been a great drafting team. So I've never understood why they would go after someone like that. There was and ra- and has, has Bobby Ryan, when that contract was signed, had Bobby Ryan ever to that point played like a $7.5 million player? He showed flashes. But consistently. No. In a year. By the way, the report today that JVR could get like high fives on his new contract. Come on. Um, Come on. That if that if the who, number that you, was a report today yeah, that JVR it, would only get a high five if the number you're calling with uh, is doesn't start with at least a six he's gonna hang up. Well, if if the Leafs can get him at high five, he's at low five right now. Great, keep him. He's, he's at a low four. Is he low four? No, he's, he's at five two five. 4.25. Joffrey Lupel, I think, is 5.25. Oh, right. I See, I would pay I would pay 5.5 for James Van Riemsdyk. Absolutely. Bobby Ryan's goal totals in Anaheim, 31, 35, 34, 31. Pretty yeah, you good. locked that That's up. Seven point, you that locked 7. that 5, up. What's right? he got since then? Since then, uh, in Ottawa, he's 23, 18, 22, and 7. Oh, baby! So, I don't think he would. Honestly, I think he was a good Ooh. player on a great team. Oh, baby. Who got some great power play time. Oh, baby. I would have looked at how many of those goals are power play, because that matters. That shit, that shit matters. Nothing I think he actually him. was what people accused Phil Kessel of. Yes. Know. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he was too. Oh, baby. That's oh, boy. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. The Sens sure need to resolve that one. Not to mention they're paying Dion Phaneuf <laughs> Till forever. a fuckload of money. For Fourteen and a half million dollars for Bobby Ryan and Dion Phaneuf. Mm. Till forever. And you wonder... How do Senator fans exist? Huh. How do they exist? And But how are they second in the Atlantic? They're doing great. So, Las Vegas, you want a fresh Bobby Ryan? I don't know. Does he have a new move? He does have a new move. Then, nope. Would he I mean, him? maybe he waves it. Yeah. If I were him, I'd go to Vegas. Why not? Make his life hell for the rest of the year, and hopefully he wants to leave. This is how it starts, man. You know, scratch him a whole bunch. And that's how it starts. I mean, that's commendable. That's commendable for Guy Boucher in the sense that he is, or sorry, that that team is as good as they are. Well, and they're I, not getting that out of a seven and a half million dollar player. How does Guy Boucher not win the Jack Adams this year? John Tortorella, Mike Babcock. Mike Babcock should be in the conversation. They're not going to give it to him. They, no. they won't. No, they no. no Mike Babcock it, no. would be lucky if he ever got it again because yeah. because I don't know if he ever got it. 
Oh, did he never go? I don't know if he ever got it. No. Did Joel Quinville ever get it? Yes. He did. A long time? Okay. But wasn't it a long time ago? Yeah. It was like pre- He was with St. Louis. He was with St. Louis. What? (laughs) Crazy. Well, yeah. Was he St. Louis or Avalanche? Did he 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 was an assistant with Avalanche when they won the cup the first time. I think. I seem to... I have this vision of him going crazy on the bench behind Mark Crawford. Maybe I'm wrong. When did he perfect that glare of his? When he was playing. With the Leafs, by the way. Joel Quinville. What, did Quinville got his in 2000 with the St. Louis Blues. Like, as there if that was the last time Joel Quinville was the best coach in the league. When Chris- this is what I'm saying <laughs> with a Jack Adams. It's a joke. Steve. It is the overachieving Steve, award. Joel Quinville clearly hit his peak 17 years ago. Yeah, clearly. I mean, he hasn't done Four, shit three since. cups. Oh, yeah. my God. I know. This is what I'm saying, When man. Chris Pronger was at his height and the captain of the St. Louis, was, that's what it was. It's an absolute joke. Absolute joke. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. When Grant Fear you know was still the goalie. Said? That's embarrassing. You know what we would have said if we had a podcast at the time? Oh, Joel Quinville better thank Chris Pronger for his yeah. Adams. And Al McInnes. And Al McInnes. Holy shit. Like, you got one of the best defensive bearings oh. of the g- generation. Oh, Well, my that, God. that clearly means that he didn't deserve it. <laughs> 17 years ago, you fucking smartass. That's pretty funny, man. That's pretty funny. Uh, can, I t- can, uh. can I tell you about the Tampa-Nashville game? Yeah, sure. finally, man. Okay, so first thing, first things first. I have to tell you You're about. The realist. I'm the realist. Uh, I walk into <laughs> well, Emily I'm Arena. Brains. I go into Emily Arena. Nikki. Nikki. <laughs> and there is a. I'm sorry about your breakup with Meek, by the way. Oh my god, devastating. Uh, I went into um, Emily Arena, and there is a Leafs jersey in there, which is sort of surprising because it's a Tampa Nashville game. Although there are those assholes that go to games and just wear whatever jersey they feel. I've been that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. See now, that As to me is a Jersey fan. You know what? If you're not a fan of either team, 100, it is. I walked into the arena, and the second I walked in, I'm like, "What am I doing?" I, I saw a Sens Sabers game in Ottawa, and I just wanted to be. J- See, I, I saw a Jays Marlins game in Miami. And I saw people there with Rough Rider, Saskatchewan Rough Rider jerseys on. What are you doing? What are you doing? I saw that at the uh, Rider alumni Pride, game, bro. too. I saw <laughs> um, like a couple Edmonton Oilers jerseys at the alumni game. I'm like, what, are you, what is this? I'm an Oiler fan. <laughs> hey! Oiler... Oiler Who was fan, on the back? Oiler fan. I saw McDavid and then a blank one. No. Like, <laughs> if you have Gretzky, I'm like, all right, yeah. Gretzky's there. That's kind of neat. But no. Maybe they're going to go see Wayne Gretzky and get it signed. Nope. Mm-hmm. Just McDavid! <laughs> if you wear a McDavid North America jersey, I would get behind that a little more because you're just, maybe that's the only jersey you own. Yeah, but no. What are you doing? Wear a team that's yeah, What are you doing? What's, What's the, the matter, matter with, with you? you? Seriously. Um, so I walk in there and there's a guy in a Leafs jersey. So it's not totally surprising because... Tampa and Florida in general is where most of Southern Ontario, when they retire, go to Arizona. And Arizona, yeah. Well, no, Arizona's mostly the West, though. I find Calgarians and Edmontonians and people from Vancouver tend to stay in Vancouver because the weather's nice. But if they need some sunshine, because there isn't much in the the wintertime, from what I understand, you go to Arizona. Here, and in the eastern provinces and stuff, we all end up in Florida. And my parents are down there. That's That's why I say that. And it was an older man wearing a Leafs jersey. Now it is a Leafs third jersey, the same one that was in the playoffs last uh, the, a couple years ago that Lupel. had the nineteen yeah Lupul right. That's uh, the what they call it the Lupul jersey. The nineteen sixty seven patch on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so whose name was on the back? So was it 
a member of the 2013 playoff team? No. No. Was it a much older Leaf? I'm. No. Did it look like a knockoff? No. Is it a member of the current Leafs? No. What the f- Alexander Steen. No, no, no. It, it would be it, it's later late model. He's it's a pre- player that played after the Leafs Chris were were in the playoffs last time. After after oh, after, oh. after yeah, you said like oh David Clarkson. Say so David Clarkson. Um or oh there's who do you think of? Do you want a guy? Go ahead. I, I should have probably said Dave Boland. Mm. Ah. 13 gamer, 13 game leafer, yep. Dave Boland. Is it was it Boland? David Steckel. Oh! Steckel. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, wait a second. That's Dave Steckel's grandfather. That has to be Dave Steckel's. I love seeing jerseys of marginal players because I'm like, that's their family. That's their family. <laughs> he has to. I don't know where Dave Steckel's from, but I was like, that has to be a family member. AHL games are great for that. Marley's yeah. games. Whenever you see, like, I saw a Nathan Parrot jersey once. I'm like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Maybe Nathan Parrot. Maybe. Um, <laughs> no, we saw. We sat behind like. Uh, oh god who was it it was like Thomas McCollum's family or something yes man who wears like a named AHL jersey on the road <laughs> that's parents parents yeah, that's who yeah and if you're not I'm sorry but that's so my I, assumption so I'm fairly sure I saw Dave Steckel's either grandfather or grand, great a great uncle or something like that fairly sure hmm uh, I could not bring the bag of free stuff back because I still couldn't. It's so big. Oh, my God. So my parents are driving it up from ah. Florida. They're driving it. Oh, we are never going to see this. No, no. They're driving it's it. chocolate. They'll be home. And it's just melting. It'll be, it'll just be white. It'll be like chocolate that turns white. Oh, is this white chocolate, Adam? No. No, it's just chocolate I mean, that turns white. Now. Um, they are driving it home. Uh, at, at, so we'll get it at the beginning of February. The thing I want to say, though, is Tampa looks awful. Well, they yeah. look like a... Awful hockey, and here's here's They're the thing. They're injured to bloody hell. Yes, I yeah. get that, but when you still have some of the players they have, like really, the marquee guy is Stamkos, and he's not playing. Yeah, they still got the triplets, right? Yeah, and Tyler Johnson still scored. Is Jordan out? I don't think so. No. Uh, Braden Point was becoming a big part of their team, and he got hurt for a month or two. Here's the here's what their offensive zone entry looked like. Okay, you get to the Nashville Blue Line. You pass it back to someone who's behind you about five feet, and then you pass it across the ice. So the idea is to draw players in, pass it back, pass it across the ice, and then make your entry. That was their. I saw them do it time after time after time, and literally they it kept failed. Getting stuffed? Every time they couldn't even pass the blue line, and you could see the fans. The fans were even pointing it out. Oh. That's how blatantly obvious it is. Because when the fans are like, "Stop passing it back and carry it across," like most fans are not X's and O's people. Did you get to see Subban? No. Wow. No. So Nashville didn't even have their best defender. No. Nashville lit the place up. What was the score? Six to one. Oh, it was, it, I honestly, if any team is going to lose their playoff position, which I know Tampa doesn't really have right now, I don't no, think. No, they are they, they're, they're back. Yeah. They, uh, they're what's screwing up the playoff picture, I think. Because healthy, they're in. Whether they're first, second, or third is neither here nor there. They're in. Then it becomes between the Leafs and the Sens, I think. And well, and then there's the Bruins. It, we're not giving the Bruins any credit. I think they're in a spot right now. But 
Is Tampa that good if losing, yes, he's their star player? Like, this will be interesting if they're like six, seven, eight points out. Then they get Stamkos back and all these guys. Can It'll they make the, pull it together at the end of the season? Which I think they could. But it's interesting how much a guy like Steven Stamkos would add. Because, wow. Yeah, the, well, the problem wow, is just they look just him, though. Yeah, but and you they, don't get you don't have had, Bishop think, playing at a Vesna level. And well, they had Vasilevsky. He's not Vesna worthy Bishop. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing with Tampa. Oh, we'll just go with Vasilevsky. Well, but he's not what Bishop was yet. I think he he has the potential to be. But then Bishop wasn't even Bishop, and then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw Bishop play at the beginning of December. He didn't look good either. Sometimes stuff happens, man. The Panthers too. Yeah. Well, top two on their first liner out, Barkov and um, Huberto. Like, that's a huge issue, and people go, well, it's because Gallant's not there. No, it's Come Barkov on! and Huberto. <laughs> and Luongo's been injured at times. I don't think they started the season with Ekblad. Malgin just got hurt. I mean, every team goes through injuries, for sure. But it, they have had bad... Oh, Bukes had missed like a month. Mm-hmm. This It was so bad in Tampa. The first period was so bad. That when when they said last minute of play in the first period, someone someone said thank fucking God. <laughs> that was the that was the everybody. This, it, this guy was a, a great chirper. He was chirping the whole game. It was fantastic. But that was like yeah. And they, it's funny because Tampa Tampa does things a little bit differently. You can tell business wise that they're not gonna they're not gonna make their big money off of ticket sales. Where they're gonna make their money is jersey sales and concessions because it's like fifteen dollars for a burger there. It's crazy. Wow, crazy. Um, yeah, I paid fifteen dollars for a burger and fries. But you can't do that in Florida. What's the difference between how far apart are Tampa and Sunrise? Uh, about three hour drive, I think. Three or four hour drive. It's far. It's far. It's Miami. It's like Calgary, Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. Because it seems like Tampa is way healthier than Sunrise in terms of a hockey market. I know Tampa won the cup one time, Mm -hmm. but. They are passionate. They're passionate fans. I I know I keep. It's a three hour drive. That's it. You got to see. I know it's far. You got to see. You guys got to come down and see a lightning game. Like, I know I say this all the time. That is a passionate, knowledgeable fan base from what I've seen. They, They remind me of Nashville fans. They're like the same thing. Kind of mm. market that people don't take as seriously as other markets, hurricanes but the markets too. themselves. Hurricanes, hurricanes too. Yep. Um, and it's funny being there. It was kind of like you could sense how angry people were getting because they know this team is better than this. <laughs> and I'm like, I and, and it really uh, their major problem the entire game was offensive zone entry. It they was do it. they can't do it. I don't know what it is, and I wonder if it's not like if someone doesn't have to have a conversation with John Cooper to like, hey, you have Kucherov. You have Tyler Johnson. You've got these guys that are still much better than most players on most teams. How is this happening? What's more frustrating? Not being able to keep the puck out of your net or not being able to put the puck in the opponent's net? Not being able to put the puck in the opponent's net. I This year's For Leafs sure. team is frustrating in that regard. But at least they can score. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least they can score, comma, two Yes. <laughs> Last year they couldn't even do that, and it was heartbreaking. And it's funny looking at how the Leafs that were on the team last year are doing. Parento can still score, but he scored last year. Grabner oh. already has twice as many goals. What, what did he have? And two Kadri last year? too. So, so Grabner has four goals then. No, he, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But he's he, leading the he Rangers. He had nine goals last year. Oh. 
He had he's nine goals. 18. He's already got 18. Now, his shooting percentage is crazy high, but if you take the amount of shots, if you take his shooting percentage from last year and apply it to this year's shots, he would have seven goals. So he'd still be well ahead of, he'd, he'd be on pace for like a 15-goal season. The Leafs were genuinely unlucky last year. Kadri, man. Thank God. Kadri was rough. Yep. Rough last year. Now he might be shooting a little high, but... Hey, I'm happy. I'm I take the bad luck last year. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, you, t- you talk about the one time I'm happy the Leafs are unlucky. Feel bad for for Lightning fans, and I feel bad for there. Just seems to be some seriously genuine frustration there. Like mm-hmm. people were just. It was like it's. It, there's just a. You know what? I mean, we know. We know. Toronto fans know this. When there's something wrong and you can't fix it because you think you've got, you might have the answer. You think you got part of the answer. You might think you have the whole answer. You might be arrogant enough to think you have the whole answer. And literally, there's nothing you can do because you don't work for the team. Defensive hockey is so frustrating. I saw it. Nashville's um, good at it. I was so happy the Marlies beat the Albany Devils last year. Because every time the Devils would get up, they'd get the puck, hit center, dump it. Get the puck, hit, you know, clog the neutral zone, get the puck, dump it, dump it, dump it. And then if you finally got in and their goalie was good. I don't know how the hell the Mar- uh, Marlies won that game. Won that series. Barely did. All right, now. Um, Dickie Clune, series winner. A couple things we need to do. First off, Hockey Night in Cinema. This weekend in London. Uh, so man. excited. That snuck up. It sure did. Snuck up a little We're bit. We're already th- midway through January this weekend. Um, you have a message from Kenny Burley that you asked me to remind you yes. about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kenny Burley. He's the guy uh, who made us those pictures. Yes. Exactly. And he actually, um, where we go, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. He, so here's what Kenny asked. Um, and this, Kenny will be at Hockey Night in Cinema. So if you want to talk to Kenny or order any of Kenny's prints, and by the way, they are awesome, uh, tweet, follow him at kburleyart on Twitter. He said, good morning, Adam. I was hoping you could help me out. Can you ask the listeners of the podcast to tweet me slash or make a Reddit list of the best hashtags created by the STP? It's going into a new piece I'm creating. So that's what Kenny's looking for. K Burley Art. Uh, Burley is spelled B U R L E Y A R T. I'm into it, Kenny. That should be fun. That should be really fun. Hockey Night Cinema should be a blast. How many? How many people are coming? I think it's 400. Well, I don't know if it's sold out yet. Sold. They're free. Yeah. um, If you want to be there, there are there are remaining spots. We heard there were there was a certain number left, and then we checked like the next day. And that number had decreased significantly. Right. So get on that. And some people have had to cancel last minute. Yep. And we get that. And we appreciate the fact that there was one guy who actually tweeted us and said, guys, I'm sorry, I can't make it. And what he tweeted us was a, a thing that, excuse me, saying that he had uh, rescinded his reservation. Mm-hmm. Essentially, he went back to Eventbrite and said, hey, uh, I'm, I'm going to give the ticket back, which is great because yeah. that means that someone else will get it. And so we really appreciate you, you doing that. come, for the love of God. Yeah. Give yeah. that ticket up. Uh, in the event we forget to post the link, if you just do a quick Twitter search of Hockey Night in Cinema, all one word, it'll come up. Yep. It'll be a tweet uh, from at we least We won't forget. We'll, we'll get Jesse to remind yeah. you to tweet out the link. Yeah, there you go. Oh, <laughs> you were supposed to remind Adam to talk about something. The Tampa Bay, was it, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good, good. So we're good. I we're remembered. On, we're on track. Um, <laughs> after you said it. <laughs> after we talked about it. <laughs> Let's do the press conference. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. Before you ask your question, Jesse. Yes. I asked a question on Reddit before the holidays. 
Actually, right out nine days ago, because we're January 10th. Am I the worst? Your options are yes, yes and yes. yes. <laughs> Happy New Year. What is your podcast resolution? So these are our New Year's resolutions from our podcast listeners. From Fred Long, 4257, get into the nucleus of caring. Well, it's obviously working, Fred. Yes. Oh, yeah. The nucleus of caring is a uh, top place right now. From Thunder1022, try to be as much of a devoted fan to the Leafs as Adam is to the Habs. <laughs> Man, that, that has caught fire for sorry. Like, everybody is on me about the Habs. And I, I hate it's, it. It's caught flambe. Caught flambe. <laughs> Adam. I hate you. Adam. From Sharp, to get Levi Maestro to a Leafs game where he can sing, but not sing the anthem song with interpretive dance. <laughs> no, he just stands there. Wow. Have you seen the Panthers guy who paints a picture while singing the anthem? There's a what? Yeah. So he paints a picture and you're like, what the hell is this guy drawing? And then he turns it upside down at the very end. And it's like uh, that iconic picture of a bunch of soldiers uh, pushing up a flag. But like the, the thing is, the guy is like, it's kind of a cool gimmick, but like he's not exactly an opera singer. Um, I'm going to try the podcast resolution from Luke. I'm going to try to forgive Jeremy Bracco for being an American and making me really sad on January 5th. I know. And he just got traded too. He did for For, everything for a bunch of seven year olds. Yeah. Seven and eight and a nine year old. So I believe the package that Windsor traded to get Jeremy Bracco from the, uh, Kitchener Rangers Mm -hmm. involved a 2023 pick. A 2024 pick and a 2025. That's crazy. That's the OHL. That's the CHL. Oh, here it is. Here, Jesse, you want to read that? Yeah, so in exchange, the Spitfires have sent right winger Cole Carter and defenseman Andrew Burns, along with Windsor's second round picks in 2023, 2024, and 2025. Wow. Spitfires also get Kitchener's eighth round pick in 2017 and Kitchener's 13th round pick in 2018. Wow. round pick. What are you doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we really need that 13th for this Bracco deal to go through. <laughs> I, uh, I, can really, I can really use uh, your help following Jeremy Bracco, guys, because uh, I'm blocked by the Windsor Spitfires on Twitter. I, why? I can't remember exactly why. Like, I don't remember what the tweet was that broke the Twitter camel's back. But years ago, the Windsor Spitfires Twitter person was a complete jerk off and blocked oh, wow. like a lot of people for calling them out on being a complete jerk off. And so, yeah, I can't follow the spits. Can, can, my, wait, can, the everybody, way, my favorite, can everybody my, get together and get the Windsor Spitfires to unblock Steve? Yeah. <laughs> can you just tweet the Spitfires and be like, hey, guys, can you unblock Steve? I, un- unless it's the same person doing it, in which case I just called him a jerk-off several times. Well, you could just think he was a Russian guy named Jerkov. Oh. Related to Mr. Yankov. <laughs> God, I wish you were there for that story, man. I know, I know. Oh, he was so have you, good. Have you listened to that episode? I have. Oh, you know what? I saw him at the Centennial Classic. Ken Reed? Ken Reed? Yeah. yeah, I... Um, <laughs> I yeah, sorry. I, You're to uh, be specific on the him. Matt Martin fights Steve Ott. And of course, everyone's going, ah, and Mrs. Dangle points. She goes, someone's pointing at you. I look over. It's Ken Reed. He goes, hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> makes a big fist. Like, yeah, fighting. Ken's the man. Yeah. The man. Um, I don't remember what I was just talking about. Oh, yeah. He was, he was just a total jerk off. And when I covered Junior, mm-hmm. remember how I talked about how I had beef with that one London Knights guy? And that made me kind of hate the Knights. The Windsor Spitfires were the nicest 
most accommodating team. And like the the Knights had this pompous thing about the we're the Knights. We, we are the London Knights, and you have to. Oh, you want John Tavares? Not today. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Spits were in the middle of winning back to back Memorial Cups. Had Zach Cassian, who was a huge deal at the time. Had Ryan Ellis, who was a huge deal at the time. Taylor Hall, who was a huge deal at the time. Uh, Greg Nemish, who was a huge deal at the time. Adam Henrique, who was a huge deal at the time. They were stacked to the gills. Oh, and our friend Rob Quit. Oh, from guy we grew up with. Another guy. Ryan, Ryan Ellis' defense partner led the league in plus minus that year. Wow. I know, random. Uh, he didn't remember me when I interviewed him. It was kind of humiliating. Anyway, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> um, they had everybody and they were so accommodating. And then I got blocked by them on Twitter because their guy eventually went to another team. But oh well. Is he, my, do you know, do you know where their social media guy is now? I don't. I don't. It's, I bet it was it's, like it's hard to follow. They all go this, everywhere. I wonder if it was the same. Uh, if he went for that internship position with the baseball team, where you had to <laughs> sell tickets and make he popcorn. was a grown man, Adam. He was a grown ass <laughs> man. Play left wing also <laughs> run Twitter. At the same How time. dare you? How dare you? Uh, that was one of my favorite stories of all time. All right, Jesse. Questions. Question. <clears throat> Most upvoted question this week. Since we all know that the pictures he put up on social media were clearly fake and photoshopped, Adam, <laughs> how was your week-long secret getaway to your hometown of Montreal? <laughs> uh, how bon. cold were you? Bon. 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 Sounds like me in French class. Bonnet. Next question. Yeah, when did you just stop trying in French? Uh, grade seven, because we had a teacher we could just <laughs> completely humiliate. You know those teachers where the oh, class yeah. gets the upper hand? Oh, oh no, man. Yeah. We, we ran, she was also our music teacher, we ran roughshod on this oh. teacher. Like, I used, my entire uh, band, I don't know how I passed band in, in grade eight, grade seven and grade eight, because I had, I was a drummer, and I was terrible, and I used to just chase people around the classroom with my drumsticks and poke them. <laughs> that was all, because when you poke someone with a drumstick, it hurts. Yeah. So yeah, that was my whole. I we didn't I, play a song the whole thing. I can tell you exactly how you passed because this is how I passed grade ten math. The teachers worried they're just going to get you again. True. <laughs> so they're like, ah, you. Yeah. There you go. You're now you're someone else's problem. True. True. Uh, thank thank you, Mister Israel, if you're listening. Z- I know <laughs> I didn't pass that class, but thank you. Z nineteen Z writes. I work in a restaurant, and one of the customers that comes in every so often is Gary Bettman. Cool. I've introduced myself. I actually went to the same high school as his kids. Uh, And whenever he comes in, I try to have a brief conversation with him while being mindful that I'm a server and he is a customer just looking to be out with his family. So Mm. I don't want to bother him too much. Good. One of my coworkers and I keep joking about the questions I should, or more rather should not be asking him. I want to know two things. What is the most outlandish thing that you would ask him if you were in my shoes? Mm-hmm. And two, what question would you genuinely want to ask him? Sorry that this was not a short post. Zach. Don't apologize for that. Yeah, this is interesting. I had the opportunity to meet him. Uh, he, was, he was right next to me um, uh, at the Centennial Classic, and I didn't feel like it. Oh. I, don't need, I don't need to meet Gary Bettman. Um, so what would I ask him? What would I ask him? I I mean, we've talked about it on the show, how you're never going to get a genuine answer out of this person. I would. No, and that's, and that's fair. That's fair. It is fair. I would rather ask him. He probably, who, who, who sent that? Zach. Zach. He probably gives you more genuine answers than he gives any reporter. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. 
You know, I would just I'm, ask him about the kind of guy he is. I've, by all accounts, I've heard he's a nice man. Me too. By I've all heard accounts. That, honestly, I've heard he's a very agreeable guy. Um, but, you know, the thing is, is that you have to remember that Gary Bettman we know versus what he probably is, is very different, right? He's yeah. acting on behalf of the league. That's his job. I assume he's a good person. Yeah. I assume everyone is a good person. Outside of their job, I assume, I think it's a good way to go go about life. Assume people are good until being, uh, until you're proven wrong. different. In his job, I just can't fucking stand him. Can't yeah, I disagree stand. with his policies a lot. Yeah. It's not even his policies. Like, I just, I can't stand fake people. It's always good when you find out a fake person. If there was mm. a way, you know the truth mm. serum from Harry Potter? Whatever the heck that was called. I've oh. never seen Harry Potter. Something juice, whatever it was. Anyway. Um, <laughs> gin. Gin, gin and, and juice. juice. Yes. yes. Um, the <laughs> From the doggy style potion yes. book. With my mind on my Quidditch. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I would love to hear his stories about owners. If I, if you could ever get Gary Bettman to be candid in a place where he wouldn't be threatened with, you know, his future, mm. like I would love to see Gary Bettman post NHL career where he's retired and, and, and then has this attitude like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to come out and say everything. I would love to hear some of the crazy conversations he's had because those, listen, the ownership groups in every city are so different. And when you get, especially the guys that are the single owners, the guys that own the team on their own, like a Peter Carmano, something like that, mm. they're, they're, in that position because a lot of times they're a little bit crazy, right? People who are that rich are usually a little bit crazy. And I'm sure there's a little bit of a lot of crazy going on with every team. And I would just love to hear the stories of the back and forth of the CBA. Like just, uh, I'm sure there's an owner, at least one who's a gigantic pain in the ass and would call him at one, 1 AM just because he can't, you know what I mean? Like I would love to know that. Everyone's brain works a little different. Even Richard Petty, who was not an owner, but he was very high up. His book on like success mm-hmm. in the business world starts with he didn't like the popcorn at the Air Canada Center. Or no, at Maple Leaf Gardens. Maple Leaf Gardens, yeah. He popcorn. talked about that here. Yeah. And he still remembers how bad it was. Yeah, bad popcorn and, a, and, a, and an overdone hot dog, I believe is what he said. And he said, we didn't have the kitchen room to do it. Yeah, so I did this and that and that, and he's more than happy to tell you about that. He's just a different dude. Different dude. He won't tell you about, oh, yeah, and then we made this trade, and then we made that trade. It's, we made the food better. You know, that's just, just different. Zach, if I were you, I assume you know his kids. I would say, you know, I went to school with whatever their names are, and do you ever get to watch games with them? Like, you know, we always see you on TV talking to this fancy guy, that fancy guy. You ever just get to lay, you know, just chill and watch a game with your family? That's cool. That's a good question. That's what I would ask. I, see, I want to know who I would say, is. I have this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, Can you hold this cookie above your head? <laughs> no, no, no. Holy I, shit, Jesse's best ofs while we were gone. Those those were great. Well, it's you guys. <laughs> I know, but I had a really good Man, time. Man, we sure are small. Also, I had a great I great told time you about how I don't care to meet Gary Bettman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I would ever no, ask. No, I know. I know. I don't I'm. Know what I'm, I'm listen, if I don't make fun of, if I don't, if I don't tease you, what, we don't have a show. It also. No, I know. It also gets <laughs> to a point though where okay, it's our job to talk about these things, and I get upset about Gary Bettman sometimes. Me and, too. And I've said some awful things about him. It would be pretty disingenuous if I walked up to him and shook his hand and said hello. What? I think. After the things I've said, like, let's not pretend like I like this person. Yeah, don't act like you don't have an opinion on him. Yeah. Yeah, my opinion is I can't stand this guy. It doesn't mean you can't respect the man. 
And that's the thing is that I will sure I but, uh, I think there are some things that he's done and I've I've been very vocal about them. But that doesn't mean just because I disagree with someone doesn't mean I can't go up and shake their hand and go, listen, you got you're on your side, I'm on my side, but I can shake your hand. I think it's unfair to not let them know that you feel that way. Like if you just go up to yeah. them and shake well, their hand, pretend that is, you don't already have I think, feelings. At the same time, I, it would be psychotic to be like, "Hi, Gary." I disagree with this and this. Yeah, yeah. No, I think this is where I disagree with him. Yeah, this is where I disagree with him. Okay. Outside of that, if I meet him personally, I'll shake his hand and go, "Nice to meet you." If someone introduced me to him, of course, I would. Yeah, Yeah. but I would never just walk up. Yeah, I've had had several opportunities. And I also think if you're listen, so to answer Zach's question, I would I would stay away from talking to him about hockey. He's so sick of it. Yes, and and believe me, that goes for every. NHLer, mm-hmm. everybody connected with the game, and I and, and this is not an insult. Unless they're at a public event where you're there, like it's a fan fest or something like that. Believe me, these guys don't want to talk about hockey. That's that's how they live. Mike Babcock shows up. Did you guys see the uh, Centennial Winter Classic behind the scenes stuff? Mm-hmm. Babcock was there at five thirty oh, in the morning, my God, yeah. which means he got up at like four thirty. And they get what time the game starts? Those were done really well. Really the well. The, the epic stuff. Oh. Also, the, the blueprint. You know, for as secretive as this Leafs team has been about stuff, I mean, the epics was really good. The, and blueprint's, the blueprint's amazing. Really good. Amazing. I mean, they get to control the you know how the team is perceived. Sure, but it's still a, a far. It's a better look at what, than what you would have otherwise. Yeah. I. I would say this: if you meet those guys, just say hey. Really, you know, uh, love watching you play. Don't want to bug you. That's always my thing. Love watching you play. Don't want to bug you. Nice to meet you. Move on. Um, if you want to get a picture, you should get a picture, whatever. But if you stand there and you talk to them about hockey for 20 minutes, unless they bring it up, chances are they're probably like, mm, mm. I don't want to talk about it. But you could be, let's say you're at a concert and be like, hey, isn't Metallica great? Yeah, I love yes. this album. Then bang. <laughs> then you've started a genuine conversation. There you go. Yeah, right? Gary Bevan had a Metallica concert. Absolutely, that's why I picked him. Or Gary you look Bevan, over, it's just Gary, little Gary Bevan. Say your prayers. <laughs> Gary Bevan, what is the best um, uh, uh, Wu Tang album? Liquid Swords, obviously. Yeah. Well, you- now, <laughs> so you're at a restaurant. What's your favorite food item from around the league? What's what's your or maybe your, just your say, favorite thing you've eaten from or, around the league? Or maybe. Or maybe it doesn't have to be around the league. Yeah, to, you don't have to interview likes. him. Yeah. Just talk to him. Yeah. He's a guy. Yeah. You, you just, again, that's why I say Weird you, disagree, we're having. you disagree with the man, yeah. right? That's why you can go up to Diary Batman and go, hey, it's great to meet you. You can disagree with the man, but that doesn't mean that you can't be civil and yeah. even enjoy each other's company. You don't have to agree with everybody and enjoy their company. It's weird. Like, I've talked smack about Alex Burroughs before. And then uh, I was at Smash Fest this past summer, the, mm-hmm. the charity ping pong tournament. And, oh, God, who won? Oh, what the hell is his name? Patrick Eves. Uh, and Alex Burroughs was one of the better players in the tournament, but Eves beat him, so he signed a ball and gave it to Burroughs as a joke. <laughs> but then they just started using the ball. And balls are going flying all over the place at this thing. At this thing. They're always ending up by your feet. And I And one lands at my feet, and I pick it up, and it's a signed ball. And I read it. It's Patrick Eves' address to Alex Burroughs. So, like, it's not just a signed ball. It's addressed to someone. I should go return it to that someone. So I found Alex Burroughs, and I gave it to him. And, you know, we exchanged smiles, and we, we had, you know. Mm-hmm. It was just a – it wasn't a conversation. It was just a friendly moment. And then he does that thing to Morgan Riley, and I just completely tee off in the guy. I call him garbage. I hold up a garbage can and say, <laughs> this is Alex Burroughs. Like, I can't have that nice little moment with Burroughs again. Well, I could, but it would be phony of me. No, I you don't know think what I mean? so. I don't think so. And like, here's the thing. I disagree 
strongly with Don Cherry on this many things. criticism, though. I called him garbage. Okay. <laughs> it's not, oh, I, I don't like the way he plays. I, call, I literally called him trash. All right. All right. All right. I said, like, I couldn't have, I couldn't, in good conscience, interview Alexi Emelin after saying he looks like bad breath. <laughs> Which I have said. All right. All right. Well, guys, we got to wrap it up because we're running out of time, unfortunately, in the studio. But sure. Love you both. We got to go. Uh, thank you so much for listening. First episode of 2017. That was fun. It was. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. 